This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's kind of a crazy Friday. I don't know why Elon Musk keeps insisting on having these Twitter files drop on the worst possible press day. At least yesterday's was a Thursday, but Thursday's also a terrible day. Tuesday's good. Tuesday's the best day. Friday, absolute worst. Like, if you put it out on Saturday, then some people will see it on Sunday. But you put it on Friday, it just dies the next day. Everybody says, no way, I'm going out, getting a burger, and I'm not thinking about work. But we do got big news. The latest Twitter files shows that, uh, this is crazy, Twitter had weekly meetings with the feds, DHS, FBI, over election-related issues. They were directing them and advising them on what to remove, how to remove it. You can see these conversations happening. This is the FBI directly interfering in public communications pertaining to the 2020 election and banning things. And you can actually see in these releases that the Twitter staff are, are trying to figure out how they can ban Trump, who said certain things like, oh, guys, this thing he said is actually true. Because he posted a story and they're like, mm, oh, we can't remove it. That story is actually true. I wonder how many times they didn't actually bother to fact check or a person made a claim not by posting a link to a news story, but saying, hey, did you hear the story X? And then they go, eh, don't care, remove it. This is crazy stuff. We're getting more and more. And there is just a wall of tweets from Matt Taibbi breaking down how this all went down. So we will be talking about that. We also have Elon Musk confirming politicians running for re-election were shadow banned during their election campaign. So direct election election interference, uh, FBI and law enforcement involvement. And then the craziest thing out of all of it, earlier, Mike Cernovich tweeted that several trust and safety members of Twitter who resigned should be criminally charged because these people refuse to take down child exploitation. Elon Musk made a statement. Jack Dorsey said, this is not true. It's false. And then Elon responded with the receipts that Twitter was not taking down child exploitation. I wonder why it is that these people stayed at the company for years with a child abuse problem. And the moment Elon comes in, starts cleaning it up, they go, oh, I I can't I can't be here anymore. I can't allow this. Gee, I wonder what's going through these people's minds. We got other stuff. Elton John quit. Maybe we'll talk about it. Kirsten Sinema has uh, switched or she's quit the Democratic Party. So there's some political stuff involved. And uh, we'll get into a lot of it before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and support our work directly. When you become a member, you are not just supporting us. We use Parallel Economy. This is a payment processor co-founded by Dan Bongino, and it is censorship resistant. It's called Parallel Economy. We are actively seeking to build that Parallel Economy to fight back against censorship and manipulation. And this is just one path to doing it. So when you become a member, you'll get access to uncensored segments of this show Monday through Thursday. You'll get Cast Castle and Tales from the Inverted World. But you will also be just generally supporting this effort to construct a parallel economy. We've got some documentaries coming out. We've got a coffee shop in the works, and we've got some other projects. I will give a brief update really quickly. Yesterday, I mentioned putting up a billboard in Fredericksburg. I had a conversation with some of the people involved, and uh, it would appear that, I'll just put it this way, it would not be appreciated 
if we did put up a billboard calling out the officers involved, so that that's not going to happen. All right. So I, I don't want to I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But uh, there you go. Just want to make sure you guys knew because I was actually really, really excited for that. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about all of this and more is Andrew Pollock. Hey, how's it going? You want to grab the mic? Oh, yeah. So uh, just uh, introduce yourself. I'm Andrew Pollock. I grew up in Long Island. Uh, and I moved to Florida in about 1999. I've uh, been an entrepreneur. I uh, moved to Florida in 99 with my family. And now I bounce back and forth from uh, Oregon to Florida. And I'm happy to be on Tim's show tonight to discuss things. That's what's going on in the country and my past, what, what, what I've been through in my life. Yeah, your story is actually pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, I say one thing I... I always tell people that don't know me or they they always mention when they mention my daughter, they mention that she was lost or she died. And I always correct people. Uh, my daughter was murdered. OK, There's, dying is something peaceful. Lost is maybe you find them again. But murdered uh, gets, you know, I just feel that's the proper way to say it. Uh, when people are talking to me, they never know what to say. And my life's been changed ever since. And I've been on a mission for, to educate families, uh, to better uh, equip police departments in the country uh, to respond better. And I, I'm a pretty busy guy, and I have two children that live in Florida that I love. Uh, one of them is watching, or two, they're probably both watching. And I'm happy to be here with you guys and shoot the crap. For right context, on. your daughter was lost in the Parkland. I just told you we don't say lost. You're right. Your your daughter was murdered in a murdered, school yeah, shooting. She was. I, I just don't take it the wrong way. I just that's Thank the way you. I say Be, it. I'm, uh, I'm a little wacky, but yeah, yeah. Because uh, lost was maybe I'll find her one day. You know. So she was murdered in 2018. She was a senior. It was horrific. It was the worst thing that could ever happen to a parent ever. And uh, there's not a moment that goes by that I don't think about my daughter and trying to make it so another family would never have to go through what I've been through. And that's what drives me to come on shows and, and to travel the country and to help law enforcement. Right on. Well, thanks for joining us, man. We'll get into that as well. Sure. We also got Luke hanging out. It's a crazy story. We're definitely going to be talking about that, plus a lot more. My name is Luke Radowski here of WeAreChange.org. Today I'm wearing a T-shirt that says, I tested positive for freedom. Uh, nice. My symptoms are that I'm not a punk, and I don't believe the government should be using force and violence to put ideas onto other people. So uh, if, if you agree with me and also have a case of the freedoms, you could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. Thank you again so much for having me. I'm Ian Crossland. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for being here with me. All my fellow humans, Andrew, Andy, good yep. to see you, buddy. Good, man. I'm glad. Ready to but, get down uh, to business, bro. Happy to be here. Let's rock and roll. What's happening, Kellen? Hey, guys. I'm back again. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about things, hash it out, and definitely hear your story. Right on. Cool. So just, a, just another quick clarification for those that don't understand. I wanted to put up a billboard of those bad cops, right? When I say it wouldn't be appreciated... It wouldn't be appreciated by those who are upset with those cops. So I don't want to I don't want to give away too much per personal private information. But, you know, talk to people down there and they were like, no, nah, we, we shouldn't do that. And I was like, OK, what I'm happened, not, Tim? I, I, I'm there's a there's a with the story. There's a story out of Virginia where a guy um, refused the covid lockdown uh, stuff. So, so two years later, the cops are going in and they're screwing with his business. He filmed the cops. And then I said, let's name and shame the cops. Let's put up a billboard. 
And a lot of people got excited for the idea. I certainly was. But uh, I've been requested not to do that by people involved and not the cops. But um, I respect it. I respect it. I'm not going to I'm not going to go into someone else's town and kind of screw with them. So it's just an update. But let's let's get into the news here. We got this story, this Twitter thread from Matt Taibbi. And it's all right here. Check this out. Post number 20 of today's Twitter files. This post is about the Hunter Biden laptop situation shows that Roth, Yoel Roth, not only met weekly with the FBI and DHS, but with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Take a look at this. This post, the most important thing it says, in short, FML, weekly sync with FBI, DHS, DNI, re-election security. The meeting happened about 15 minutes after the aforementioned hack materials implosion, blah, blah, blah. That right there says one thing very, very simply. Twitter was regularly meeting with federal law enforcement for quote unquote election security. But Twitter was being advised that there was going to be hacked materials and other things like that. We've, we, we know that the FBI contacted them specifically about that. We now know they had consistent weekly meetings to the point where they were actually like, oh, man, going to have to meet, uh, miss our, our weekly meetup with federal law enforcement to figure out what's what's not allowed. This Twitter thread's actually very, very crazy. There's one post where, let me see if I can, I, I can, uh, <laughs> there's so many of these. Look at this one. Yoel Roth said, very boring business meeting that is definitely not about Trump. Pretty much definitely not meeting with the FBI, I swear. LMAO. It would sound and it would appear, I'm trying to be very careful, that Yoel Roth met with the FBI to discuss Donald Trump. I wonder what this was pertaining to. This Twitter thread from Matt Taibbi is specifically about banning Donald Trump. He says, after J6 internal slacks show Twitter executives getting a kick out of intensified relationships with federal agencies, here's Yoel Roth lamenting a lack of generic enough calendar descriptions to concealing his very interesting meeting partners. Sounds to me, Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Like the FBI was meeting with Twitter and uh, they colluded ultimately to come to the decision to remove Donald Trump, the first sitting head of state to be suspended from a platform. And aside from that, the other information showing that they were having regular 2020 election security meetings. And we know that (coughs) the FBI warned them about the Hunter Biden laptop situation and they had access to this. So to me, I think this is the bare minimum confirmation the FBI was directly interfering in the 2020 election. I mean, it's uh, pretty clear after all the circumstantial evidence is coming together, and there's a lot of it, specifically highlighting the involvement of this. And I kind of want to bring back what uh, U.S. Congressman Chuck Schumer said a couple years ago in 2017, when he was directly addressing Donald Trump, when Donald Trump was having problems with the intel agencies, with the FBI, he said, quote, the intel officials have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So I think it's fair to say that there was a lot of infighting, and it's fair to say that there was federal agencies, intel organizations, military psyops officers that were working at these big tech social media companies. There was a revolving door between all those institutions 
institutions and a lot of these bigger companies, not just Twitter, but also Facebook, also Alphabet, also Google. And when you look at this revolving door, you clearly see a conflict of interest, people abusing their power, not just meeting together, but making big decisions. And this is what I said when the first Twitter files were coming out. I'm like, this is just bare minimum. This is still just scratching the surface as there was a former FBI agent that was that was critically involved in this whole Trump collusion story that was involved in censoring it from the very beginning. So 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 now I, I think we're seeing some of the layers of this onion unravel. A lot of people are going to be crying. And I, I think we're still only seeing the surface of what's a deeper relationship between the Intel community and, of course, big tech social media that are working hand in hand together. I've mentioned oh, that it's happened before and, and that I feel like but we talk about how like it's a frog in the pot boiling. The water's boiling slowly and we don't feel it heating up because it's happening so slowly. But think about Nixon, man. The last time we had a corrupt government spying explosive news piece it was nixon well wasn't that wasn't the last time but nixon and watergate he resigned the presidency because he was found spying on another campaign do you remember uh when president trump was uh still president there was a legislative bill put in to against big tech and it went into the senate and they knocked it down he warned about all this all the censorship and it it didn't get passed through the senate no do you remember that well was it 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 was you remember, Tim? No, I was going to say from 2016 to 2018, the Republicans were actively working against Trump. Exactly. And especially with big tech, because I know he warned them about it and they didn't follow through when they could have, when they had control. Now, you know, there's no control. I'm sorry. I need to clarify. They've always been working against Trump. But I mean, when they had full control of, of, the, of the Senate and the House, they were going along with the whole Russiagate lies and all of that stuff. Check, check this. Uh, I want to show you guys this tweet from um, Matt Taibbi. Check this out. Here, the FBI sends reports about a pair of tweets, the second of which involves a former Tippecanoe uh, County, Indiana co- counselor and Republican named John Basham, claiming between 2 and 25% of ballots by mail are being rejected for errors. So they said, here, we just got a report from the FBI concerning two tweets related to the shredding of mail-in ballots. This is proven to be false via this, PolitiFact. Do we have a moment ready for this one? I believe this was deemed no VO on numerous occasions. So this is the FBI contacting Twitter saying, remove this guy's speech. On what grounds? PolitiFact says it's not true. But on what authority does the federal government have to flag the speech of a private individual to be removed from a platform? Zero, none, period. It's pure corruption. Look, I, I don't like the idea of misinformation. I think PolitiFact is full of tra- full of garbage. They lie all the time. The fact that partisan leftist organizations can claim something's not true. The FBI then goes to Twitter and Twitter says, oh, look at that. Guess we got to remove it. This is this is it, it's know, pretty, subversion. Um, Some people yeah, are saying collusion. Form. Other people are saying conspiracy. I think they're I, all I, true. I think all, you know, all those references could be true. They, they use PolitiFact as proof. They use the word. This is, quote, proven. You don't take one news article and use that as, quote, no. proof. Like, you need to you need to look around. If you're going to make a big decision like that, like ending someone's Twitter experience? you got to know. You can't just willy-nilly say, like, you know, this piece of evidence indicates true proof. That's a Not big like problem. They don't are, have the assets to do it. Who right? doesn't? The FBI, they, they could look into anything. You know, they shouldn't just be going by one news. They agency. don't. I think at this point, um, we can clearly see the FBI is, is effectively 
only going after their political enemies. Yeah, I think what really happened is that they saw an article that they liked that that verified what they wanted to be true, so they said it was proof. But I mean, on it, you cannot, no human realistically can look at one news article and use that as a piece of proof for something. That's ridiculous. After the, uh, the plethora of crimes committed against uh, us here, as well as people on our periphery, if the FBI lifted a single finger, I might be inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, it's these bad apples in D.C. But at this point, considering you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene being swatted, seemingly no action. We've been swatted now, I think, like 15 times. No action. And there's been other crimes in the periphery of the work we do with people we know and zero action to the point where I've actually had people say to me when we're talking privately, I can't say some of this stuff because I'm hoping something does get involved, like something does happen with law enforcement. But I've had people say to me like, well, did the FBI do anything about that? And I'm like, no, of course they didn't. It's been two years. Have you and ever- there's, there's, there's nothing being done. So, so I will just say, at this point, I think it's fair to say, the FBI is not going to do anything. They'll, they'll go after a garage pull rope for a, for a NASCAR driver, they, but, but, but they're not going to deal with the, the, the seriousness of crimes. They're going to directly, this is them directly interfering in the election. I like it, it is a criminal organization. I honestly tell you what happened personally to my family with the FBI. There were two tips called in to the FBI about my daughter's shooter, and they dropped the ball on both of them. Wow. Uh, they didn't well, follow up. Was you the know, shooter going to be a shooter? Was the shooter uh, a Democrat or, you know, the, uh, was, was it just a piece of garbage, you know, but they called in, they called it in twice to the FBI and they dropped the ball. They ended up getting held accountable. They, uh, they're actually one of the only entities that admitted failure in the shooting, but they also and, and they do and that happens in many shootings. You know they were constantly dropping the ball, but w- what's their concern with Twitter? You know what I mean? There's people getting shot, and and here they are censoring and working with Twitter when they're dropping the ball yeah. on mass shootings. You're specifically mentioning the Parkland shooter, is that correct? Correct. Because we see this time and time again, it's known to authorities. One. There's correct. so many instances where he, he was either uh, undercover or working or known to uh, f- uh, local police officers, state officers, or I- in the most situations, let's be honest here, federal officials, federal government officials, especially at the FBI, uh, who were warned many times. And it's just it's, it's just mind-boggling and, and heads scratching for the average citizen to be like oh he was known again and they and they didn't stop it but if there's an abortion activist if there's a parent teacher conference activist they're going to be on them like white on rice they're going to be investigating them spying on them they're going to be jailing people just like they are for peacefully singing hymns outside of abortion clinics that's what the fbi is spending their resources on right now but but all these mass shootings always go free when we have the biggest national security surveillance dragnet in all of recorded human history the government sees and watches almost every aspect of our life databases it in these huge server rooms watches over everything and and we're gonna we're gonna believe them when they say oh you know this convenient event that works towards our agenda that gives us more power and authority now that more people will have to rely on us on just accidentally happened we knew you know we knew that there was a suspect here but uh, he just fell through the cracks once again I, I and it know. happens over and over again, i know it's, it's crazy FBI. it's absolutely infuriating it is were they, were they honest you said they were they came clean and said they dropped the ball but were they honest with you about why they dropped the ball Oh, they, it was a call. It was a couple of calls, and they didn't follow up on the call, mm. and they admitted to it. And, and a lot of guys. And they said yeah. they made changes. I didn't find out what exactly happened to the uh, the, the police or the the FBI agents that didn't follow up. 
And, and a lot of the times it's, it's the same MO. It, it's someone who's socially isolated, someone who hurts themselves and hurts other people around them, someone who clearly is a threat, someone who even goes online and says, I'm going to be committing these threats. And that also falls through the cracks. I mean, there's just so many of these instances. I have the lady that called the threat into the FBI that calls me like constantly, you know, not constantly. Every few months she checks in with me because she just feels horrible yeah. that she called and warned them and they never followed up on it. She was someone that knew the guy personally? Yeah, it was like an aunt, oh. a distant aunt that knew he was, uh, you know, talking about being a school shooter. And she had called the FBI and the police department and they didn't follow up correctly. And the rest, you know, we know what happened. Yeah, she must feel she yeah, probably yeah, she horrible. She probably me. feels so much guilt yep. uh, because she knew something was going to happen. She tried to warn the authorities, and then, then they just sat on their hands, didn't do and anything. And you know, we, uh, you guys don't follow it as much as I do. We just had that trial. He just, and after murdering 17 people, uh, he still wasn't committed. He didn't get the death penalty, life without parole. You know, he's always killed 17 people, innocent, on video, admitted to it. And didn't get the death penalty, why so no, it's ridiculous. Why no death penalty? Uh, a couple, it was like one or two people voted against the death penalty in the jury. So we're trying to fix that. I've been, I spoke with Governor DeSantis about it. There's a way around it where you, you don't need a full majority. Uh, it could be less. It could be like 70% because it was ridiculous. What does a person need to do in society to get the death penalty if this thing didn't get it? Did you kill my daughter? Would you support the death penalty before the shooting? Well, I have a, I personally have a problem with the way the death penalty works because the average death row inmate sits there for 20 years before they're executed peacefully. So I think there could be a lot of changes to it. It should be expedited. You know, someone commits a, a heinous crime like that, it should, shouldn't take more than six months, you know, to have a trial and execute them. Then I would be all for the death penalty. But the way it's set up now with appeals and they get their own... Uh, I looked into it. So a death row inmate doesn't have to work when he's in prison. He doesn't have to get his meals. It's brought to him. He gets his own TV. He gets his own security detail. So death row, uh, a lot of people after a few years of being in general population are actually praying to be on death row. That's what I'm hoping happens to my daughter's killer. All of them on death row are getting fed meals and they br care? they're brought to the the meals are brought to them. What you know by the correction officers. They don't have to go on a line. They don't have to go on a general population. Uh, they're, they have their own security detail, their own TV, their own uh, computer, and they just sit. Most of them, it's over 20 years. We talk about the ethics of the death penalty on the show from time to time. I'm kind of, it's, uh, it's interesting because I'm like pro-choice, but yep. pro-death penalty. Maybe I'm just a killer. I, I would, <laughs> well, we're all killers in a way, but I would be more for it if it was under 20 years, you know, to sit 20 years in a cell and it's cost, you know, Broward County where he was housed, it cost the county $4 million just keeping oh, him wow. in the yeah. prison system awaiting trial. In Canada, they uh, banned uh, the death penalty, but they, they're expanding their uh, euthanasia efforts very aggressively, which is absolutely mind-boggling and, and absolutely totally backwards, in my opinion. But if you don't mind telling us about this, uh, the, a little bit more details about this FBI story, because, again, it's either they miss it or they're either trying to find someone who's mentally ill and goading them into doing something, as there's also a lot of documented stories of people coming together saying, hey, 
I had a mentally ill child. The FBI worked undercover and tried to push them to be extremists. There's a lot of those stories as well. But what did, what did this woman, do you have some of the details here? I know you don't have a lot of the notes in front of you, but, but there was two warnings. Um, one was uh, from like a chat room. The first one came from someone in a chat room to the FBI. And the other one was from like a, an aunt of his calling the FBI. Wow. That he was going to be a school shooter. Wow. And they failed both, uh, you know, both Holy of them, cow. they didn't follow up. Yeah. Uh, the police and the sheriff's department didn't follow up mm. either. What, what's pretty bad is there was this guy, Deputy Eason, his name was. I, I remember these names. He got called to follow up that he was going to be the school shooter. He doesn't go and follow up on the tip, right? So... Of course, he was able to go and kill my daughter that day. But he's also one of the deputies that went to the school and didn't go in the building. Mm. That, that, wow. You know, so he wow. failed miserably not following up the lead. And then he goes to the high school and lets kids get killed inside a building. Just and like, doesn't go in with a gun and a vest. He sits outside. Just like Uvalde. Same, uh, and, very and, similar and, and, and situation. Again, the same kind of stories. Officers outside. This is so like, frustrating and so heartbreaking to hear all it, the time. Officers standing outside, not, it really not, not going affected in. me big time with Uvalde because I I was so after the Parkland shooting, I got so involved with law enforcement, and we made such a stink out of that. There was just the one deputy at the school. His name was Deputy Peterson Scott. He didn't go in that day. He hid for forty five minutes. He didn't hide. He was right by the... He went within eight feet of the door. He heard the AR shots going off. I know all this from uh, depositions we did. He heard the AR shots going off, and he went to reach, and then he heard it. He retreated, and then he hid behind... Uh, he stood by a wall for 45 minutes uh, while he heard the gunshots going off. So he is... Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he is being held on felony uh, child endangerment charges. Wow. I'll be at his trial It'll be in May. Wow. But after Parkland, it was, there was so much media attention on these cops not going in, and I did so much press that I thought there's no way in the world what, could a cop not know if you hear gunshots that you gotta move towards the gunfire. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And then Uvalde happened and it really killed me. And my son had issues, you know, with the anxiety. And it was just horrible after Uvalde that these guys... I don't know if you noticed, they didn't even go to open the door in Uvalde. You know, it wasn't locked. Yep. That was all BS. They created a perimeter yeah, door blocking parents, pushing yeah. parents out so they couldn't stop the shooting. Yep. There was parents that had to that were arrested that had to run away and then get in the building and then get their children before the cops did in Uvalde, which is infuriating. And there's and, and I remember covering Parkland and, and, and reading about it and being like, What were these cops thinking? They're armed. Kids there's a number killed. of them. They're inside of a school. Their main job is to is to, you know, as they say, protect and serve. Their main job is to run into the line uh, uh, like of fire when it comes to safeguarding yep. the most innocent, the most smallest, the most purest, you know, children of our society. And then they 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 just children stand there. And killed. What was that? Uh, that that uh, we were talking about? I think earlier this week. How in China, if someone's driving a car and they accidentally run someone over, they'll get out of the car and then murder the person. 
because having to be financially responsible for a person for life is worse than getting a few years in prison for an accidental, like, you know, vehicular assault or whatever. When th- there was there was another another story, people, uh, I, I can't remember who brought it up about uh, what they do in China in a similar fashion. But when you get to a point where your society is over overly litigious and lacking any kind of social cohesion, these are the stories we start to see. The reason why the cops in Uvalde bar parents from going in, I don't want to get sued. If they go in there and cause a problem, they're going to say, why didn't the police stop them from going in? And then we get sued and then I lose my job. No, you're not allowed to go in. I'm not going to go in either. You want me to risk my life for your kid? Never going to happen. That's where we're at right now. People don't look at each other and say, we're all in this together. They look at it and say, every man for himself. Was that the vibe you got? Not that you know the intentions of the officers on duty at the time, but did you get the vibe that they didn't want to get legal recourse or were they just afraid or... Uh, they were just, uh, there's an expression in law enforcement, it's called ROD, retired on duty. Mm-hmm. Parkland's listed as one of the safest cities in the state. So they just had cushy jobs, overweight cops, you know, uh, they didn't run in where anyone, the coaches, there were coaches at the school that ran in that day unarmed. And so Deputy Peterson now, he's getting 110000 a year pension for letting my daughter get murdered and those other 16 people. So I'm hoping I'll be at that trial in May in Broward, and I'm hoping if he's found guilty of felony charges, uh, he'll lose his pension. He went, it was it was unbelievable. We had, we deposed him, you know, and I was sitting as close as I am to Tim with this guy, and he came in holding a Bible, you know. He thinks mm. he's gonna, God's going to help him now that he let all those people die. It's nice to hear that you said the coaches actually ran in that day because, yep. you know, I'm actually a, a high school coach myself, and they tell you cool. you can't, like, if there's fights, you can't touch the kids, like Tim was saying, like, out of fear of lawsuits. So I'm glad the, the coaches of Parkland actually had the, they the guts went in, to go in and go. And his name was uh, Aaron Feiss, and they actually named a really good program after him in, in Florida. It's called the Aaron Feiss Guardian Program, where teachers— or not law enforcement could go through this program and be able to carry on, on at the cool. schools. And I, I, I sat through it. It's really intense. Yeah. And there's different districts that are allowing it. And they named it in the bill that we got passed in Florida, the Aaron Feist Guardian Program. Aaron died shielding. I'm reading about it. Yep. What, what was it happened exactly? Oh, he got it. He went into the building. Uh, and it was just horrible timing when, exactly when he opened the door. He was he just blown away with the guy, with the the shooter. My daughter actually was uh, on the ninth floor. She was uh, shot nine times, and mm. she was shielded. She shielded another uh, student, and actually at point blank range, he shot her, and the bullets went through her and uh, it killed the other girl too. So for forty five minutes to an hour, the police were sitting outside. Forty five minutes, while one guy with an AR, while multiple weapons, was walking around the school. One AR that he had an AR. The Peterson, the deputy that was there, could have had a clear shot at him. Uh, he he went to the door. The shooter was still on the first floor. People, a lot of people don't know. The shooter went to the school in an Uber, if you could believe it, with a Cabela's rifle bag. She picked him up at his house, the Uber driver, drove him to the school with his rifle bag where he got out and walked right in through an open gate where the gate wasn't against, was against protocol. The gate should have been locked, you know, that and, you know, People didn't call the code red. People hidden adults hadn't hidden closets. Didn't you know? Didn't call a code red. Police hid. It was like so many things that went wrong against my daughter that day that I could make a list. What if 
just what if certain things would have happened, she'd be alive today. Do, or do they have gun-free zones in these in, in these places? I think every school's like yeah. most of them. Because I'm wondering about an Uber driver seeing someone come with a rifle bag and being like, oh, a school, you say, huh? And driving them into this place where there's, you know, I guess my view of it is the law, gun-free zone is, 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 it, is meaningless. Oh, well, the people, criminals don't follow gun-free zones. But, but even Uber drivers don't understand. Yep. You know, they're, they're, they will pick up a person with a gun and drive them a, right into just, it. Yeah, with a rifle bag, carried yeah. it with a Cabela's rifle bag right into the school and doesn't, never said anything. They thought it was normal to pick up a kid before school hours. No one's even there. You know, it was just one of the things that went against my daughter that day. So what, what do you think? Uh, it sounds like the people who were armed were the people who shouldn't have been and the people who should have been weren't armed. Yeah, the coaches. But now with certain districts, the coaches could go get from what happened, a coach can now go and go through this guardian program and uh, be able to carry on campus. But it's foreign. Not all can't, you know, it depends on the county. You know, if you live in a conservative county, like I'm going to uh, in January, the superintendent's going to be carrying an AR pistol. You know, that's up in uh, Bradford County where I'm doing some things with law enforcement. So I, I hear a lot from these uh, Democrat establishment gun control types they think that it's nightmarish, this idea that teachers would be armed, that we would have special law enforcement armed in these schools. But the crazy thing is, if you go back in time, they had gun clubs at high schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rifle just, clubs. Right, rifle clubs. People had, people had guns. People were armed. And then we slowly started banning them. Now the idea of just going back to the way things used to be is shocking. Like, oh, how could we? But I don't know. I'm curious your thoughts. What do you think? I mean, is this Well, the problem really with a lot of these shootings, what Democrats focus on gun control before they even know the facts. Like the kid could have been cutting animals up in his backyard, threatening to kill people, rape people, but they don't look into any of the failures before or prior. You know, you need to see what happened before to prevent things from happening in the future. So uh, Democrats, when they focus just on gun control, it doesn't solve a thing. But that's one thing I could say really what would happen in Florida. Under It was Governor Scott at the time. He formed the, the Marjorie Stoneman uh, safety commission and I was on it and some friends and uh, other fathers that had kids killed and deputies and sheriffs and lawyers and they dissected everything that happened in Parkland and they made changes in the whole state uh, and Ron, Ron DeSantis who I'm friends with he actually he put he removed the sheriff he was unbelievable the guy uh, he removed that failed sheriff the first month in office Ron came down I got a call from him he goes Andy we're going to remove that sheriff uh, and I go, what, what, how are you going to do that? He goes, well, I'm, I'm just going to remove him. I'll be in Tallahassee. I go, no, Governor, you need to come down to Broward, go right in his office, and you, you yank that guy yeah. right out of, right there. It was so great. He came, flew down to Broward. He had an emergency landing on the way down. He, so it was like hours. We're waiting, like everyone's waiting at the sheriff's office. And he came down and he removed the sheriff within the first month. It was like national news that he got rid of him. You know, he was the guy that was on CNN talking about his amazing leadership. Mm. Wow. He's actually, so, and he ran again. Broward is such a cesspool. So he actually ran again for office and almost won. Wow. That's how bad Broward, how blue and evil Broward County mm -hmm. is. What do, you, what do you think about the, uh, these kids who got really famous from uh, what happened in Parkland? They started becoming, uh, I, I think for the most part, the media props up this bunch of this group of uh, young people who are very much gun control activists. Yeah. But then you had uh, Kyle uh, Kashev. I'm probably pronouncing your name wrong, Kyle, who is more pro 2A. I'm curious your thoughts on you know how the media handled it. 
Well, like I said, they focused on just the gun control, and they didn't accomplish anything but registered Democrats. That's all those kids accomplished. When it came time for running school board races, they were nowhere to be seen. When it came time to get rid of the sheriff, nowhere to be seen. Getting bills passed, common sense bills for school safety, they were nowhere to be seen. But me and other couple of parents and my family, my sons, we were at it like nonstop to hold people accountable. Uh, Ron, I call him Ron, I should, people don't know him, but go by Governor DeSantis. Actually, after we removed him, he put a grand jury investigation into the Broward County School Board. And just recently, within the last six months, four school board members were removed. Wow. And the superintendent was arrested. So there's been like, when you really want to make a difference and you go for accountability, you could make a difference. Yeah, Ron really got involved on the local level, especially when it came to local uh, school board elections. And a lot of people are saying that he did a really good job. How would you rank his kind of response to everything that happened in Parkland? He did unbelievable for my family and myself uh, for accountability. You know, getting the the superintendent uh, arrested on felony charges. You know, Broward is so bad that, so the superintendent gets arrested, right, on felony perjury charges through the grand jury. Wouldn't you know that same year they had that, in Broward, they had that superintendent speak at the school where my daughter was murdered at graduation. That's how bad these wow. these people are in Broward. So he got that done. Four school board members. He cleaned house. And the deputy was arrested. And, and the sheriff was removed. And he just did, like, where could that ever happen? Where I could tell you that I met him and he told me he was going to hold these people accountable. And, and we did. We, we removed them all. They got arrested. They're on charges. The city, uh, the school board lawyer was arrested. So the media doesn't tell the rest of the country what really happened they don't want to focus they're on to the next mass shooting and they're going to blame that black rifle and then they'll move on to the next one that's where they they get all their attention you know, we, we, we uh, on this show, we talk about a lot of the problems that are going on. We, we open up the show with discussing, you know, FBI interference in elections and stuff. And it very much feels like we're constantly pushing this boulder uphill, endlessly pushing back against this. But for your story and what we've seen with, with similar stories, it's not just pushing a boulder uphill. It's like being on fire at the same time where something so devastating, so destructive to your life this problem that you've not only experienced, the pain you've experienced, but you see the solutions, you want the solutions. I can't imagine what it must be like to have people working against you. These political forces that we complain about, I couldn't imagine being in your situation. Well, the worst, one of the worst, well, my daughter getting murdered, that that tops everything. But that day my daughter got murdered, I had a Trump 2020 shirt on and some report I was waiting at the hospital praying that my daughter was alive, takes a picture of my Trump shirt and the hate that I got, even with my daughter, like the people were blaming me for my daughter getting killed on social media because I had a Trump 2020 shirt on. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that I've been working on uh, to try and prevent these shootings and working with law enforcement. One, one thing I'd like to tell you guys that the, one of the biggest problems that society doesn't realize, because you talk about mental health, it's such a failed system, uh, the mental health uh, treatment in this country and what happens to these people that are mentally ill. And I know this factually because my wife is an ER physician, so she constantly sees mentally ill people coming into the hospital. What happens with these mentally ill people is the police pick them up, they threaten to shoot the neighbor, they, they, they run a dog over, they kill a cat, or they, they, they're threatening to rape people. 
The police just use the hospital as dumping grounds. Uh, it, it doesn't get put on their background whether they threaten to kill 10 people, blow up a building. They go right through the system. They drop them off at the hospital. They're out in 24 hours with no background. So they can make, Democrats can make all the laws they want, you know, for backgrounds at, so you can't buy a rifle. But if someone who's mentally ill or a criminal doesn't get a background, it, all the gun laws in the, in the country are never going to prevent it. Yeah, and it's not just that. Uh, I, I think it's also fair to say that a lot of these people just get their own pills, uh, specifically SSRIs. I don't know if you heard that conversation or have any kind of understanding of it from uh, a lot of these kind of sickos who just get thrown these pills that mess up their brain chemistry. Um, do you have any knowledge of that? And was that uh, related to Parkland as well? Uh, he was on th those type of medications, but there's so many kids that are on it that don't commit these crimes. Like yeah. there's kids that play violent video games, you know, and don't go out and kill people. So there's, I, I've heard of that, and, I, and the, the one that uh, my daughter's murderer was on those types of medications. Yeah, uh, was it like SSRIs. Or SSRIs. Whatever? Do you know the name of them? The name of them by any chance? I, I forget. Okay. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of them. You know, you know, that's usually one of the common connections between a lot of these kind of lunatics. Um, is that you know they go on some of these medications and it, and it just kind of makes them go crazy. Um, again, correlation does not mean causation. A lot of people like to stretch and just say it's fully that. I think there's a lot of failures in our society, especially when it comes to fatherless homes, especially when it comes to the medical industry, especially when it comes to law enforcement. I mean. Uh, there's so many things that we could address when it comes to the rising amount of gun violence in this country. Um, you know, you, which one do you think is maybe more prominent? I think the worst is the mentally ill not getting a background. You know, when they do something that that deserves it, they just go like, "There's a, this what's called the Baker Act in Florida that if you get committed and you go through the full Baker Act where you've put in front of a judge." And a psychiatrist, it'll go on your background. But 99.9% .9 of that never happens. They just get released. Mm. And that's, you know, the failure. There's no more mental institutions. So you take away, if you take, you take away 50% of the mass shootings probably in the country, if the mentally ill, uh, that really are violent, you know, you have to be careful there. They have to have due process. And, and if they had a background on them, they wouldn't be able to purchase. Do you think that uh, decline in religion plays a role in a lot of this stuff? That uh, it, and uh, the fatherless home, like you, you've said, you know, the la you know, families look with inflation now, look what parents have to do just to stay afloat, man. Even if there are two parents, you know, they're working, you know, they're working, you know, just to be able to afford a dozen eggs now, you know, the price of everything, food, gas, a parent, you know, years ago, my mom stayed home, you know, when I was growing up. How many parents now have that ability where they don't need a two parent, two parents working? So it is a problem in society. People looking at me like I'm, I got some wisdom. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, yeah, like you, say, I'm like, trying to find out what drug the guy was on. I couldn't figure it out. I think a big part of it is that, that mental that illness. really wasn't focusing on the drugs, you I, know, because they want they wanted the death penalty, you know, so they're not going to, they don't want any outs with any drugs they, or any mental illness, you know. I, I, I asked about the, uh, you know, religion, but it's not just about religion. It's about a cohesive cultural structure it's everything it's all the, the whole family unit right uh, i the, the, see is struggling and uh you know i couldn't help but notice too because you know ian's copy of genderqueer is sitting next to you you're familiar with that whole controversy uh I, not i don't follow it that much but i know that I, we I can't follow it with the sports is, and stuff this and is, with men competing in women's sports and different book, bathrooms and genders this book is in grade schools 
and I can't show you what's in it because it's a violation of Twitter's, uh, I'm sorry, of Twitter, of YouTube's rules to show the content that's in that book. That's all. It's, it's adult graphic content that they're having uh, kids well, see. And, and this, is, this is a component. I, I just, just to bring, I, I don't want to. Sure. Re- Go, that, the governor but. in Florida was attacked for just, they put this bill in place. I don't, you guys must have heard it. What They, they wanted to make it the don't say gay bill. The but really, in education. But really it was, uh, the teachers have no right teaching anything about sexuality in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. And that's all it was. And they attacked the guy. Like, what parent would want you sending your child to school in kindergarten? They're talking about and gen- then they lied gender about identity. It. Yeah, and then they lied about it. They said it was the don't say gay bill. There was nothing in there nothing about, about that about at it. all. They it just wanted about- to attack him. Exactly. And then the national media and the Democratic Party all march in lockstep saying anybody who brings it up is lying about it. Including Disney. That's right. Like, what the heck? Like, why is the guy even saying anything? And then, but what's great is, so Governor DeSantis went at Disney. They were getting all these t- special tax breaks for being a Florida corp, and he pulled them all from them. So now they're, like, paying, like, regular DeSantis taxes. Is doing, he's doing he's great He's a savage, stuff. the guy. He's a savage. <laughs> and just, he's a great guy. Well, so, you know, I, I bring this up because the stuff we're seeing in schools, the decline, uh, I should say the rise of secularism and the decline of religion, all seem to be components in not just shootings at schools, shootings in, in cities, a rise in violent crime in all the major cities, but also an unwillingness from people in the community to actually try to save each other. So, uh, you know, talking about having a Parkland, talking about having with Uvalde, like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of like what we see with communist China. These cops are like, you can't go in, I'll get sued, and I'm not going to save them because I don't care about you, I don't know who you are, and you don't mean anything to me. Well, it... It depends. You know, it's a serious thing. You know, I get a lot of calls from parents and emails about their children in the schools and what's going on about everything, gender, identity, security, what they're teaching in the schools, restorative justice programs. And my first answer to them is because I it's really painful. I can't answer everybody about their kid getting bullied or another kid getting murdered. But the quickest response would be, if you could afford it, you send your kid to private school. When did you guys ever hear of the last school shooting that was at a private school? You never hear about it. And if you can't afford private school, you homeschool, or you move to a district where that's not going on. Homeschooling has been increasing dramatically. But I think that latest Project Veritas video came from a very elite private school where people Mm -hmm. are spending about thirty dollars to $40,000 a kid per year. And they have teachers there that are doing unspeakable things that if we mentioned here on this YouTube channel, we would get cut off automatically. Well, we can, can, let's put it this way. Project Veritas put out an expose where the dean of students said that they pass around adult toys and discuss the difference between lube and spit. And, dis- and, and instruct the children on how to insert these things into their bodies. And this is an elite uh, private hi- high school yeah. with 14-year-olds being uh, told this. What's the school name? Um, I'm going to have to double Francis, check. Francis, uh, something. Francis Park or something like that. Francis W. Park. Yeah. Well, it goes Chicago. back to like every community, the parents have the power to make a change with their elections. And it all starts, like you mentioned, the school board elections are more important than who's living in the White House. But you look at what's happening, it's all tied together. When we see the economy start imploding, these parents don't have time to go to these meetings. They got to work two jobs and they got to work two jobs each. So now you don't got parents who can be at home with their kids. This is breaking up the family. Then they're using the schools as daycare centers, also bad for the family. Then you get teachers who are trying to subvert the parents' guidance, like what we saw in Florida, Resulting in Ron DeSantis, you know, pushing along with along with Republicans the parental rights in education, you actually see now the craziest thing out of out of Chicago with this private school, forty thousand dollars a year. This guy on camera is saying it's really cool that he gets to do this, 
And when Veritas exposed them for showing children, young, young kids, these, these adult objects and describing their use and insertion, the school defended the dean. The school insult, uh, uh, defamed Veritas, in my opinion. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Said that they were malicious, actively defending the depraved behavior. When, so, when, when and that's the power of the parents. You know, who would send their child to a school like that? Take but, your kid out of that school and make them go bankrupt. It's only because of Project Veritas that they might know they about it know. right now. Because they're working. The yep. economy's in the gutter. What are you supposed to do? You go to work and you All pray day. that your kids are in. And, and both, and, both parents are working. Right. So the family is being gutted and destroyed. They're, and it's affecting, like you said, crime, shootings, uh, kids taking drugs, fentanyl. It, it's all, it implodes. It starts that, at the bottom. You know, plus social media yep. uh, uh, influencing the minds of children <coughs> early on. Parents just giving a phone to, to children. And then they're in the hands of social media that is essentially creating a, a, a kind of thought control where they're curated particular content that they want them to see. You add that with a horrible diet. You add that with people not having, you know, a, the, the right gut, the right brain working uh, correctly. It's a recipe for disaster. And I think yep. we're going to be seeing a lot more violent events, especially with uh, the increase in poverty, especially with the increase of fatherless homes. I think it's almost guaranteed that there's going to be a lot more shootings, a lot more violent acts with children uh, coming our way because there's all, all, their, all the ingredients are there and there's nothing taking away from this larger uh, problem that I don't I, I think is sadly unavoidable right I now. hear all this and I'm saying to myself how fortunate it was to grow up in the 80s yeah and party like a rock star and my <laughs> biggest worry was like where was the party that week and where we're gonna go get a cold keg of Budweiser oh even the and 90s that, that and the 90s it was just so incredible and I see these kids now and it's such a difference you know they're glued yeah. to the phones glued to the cell phone we're all like have an addiction with it you know and it's just so much different than when i grew up and you know we went on beer runs in high school and we just had a good time and we didn't have all you'd ever heard of a school shooting you the know it's just uh, horrible the next 10 years it's it's going to get more interesting than people realize right we, we start the show talking about the these uh these twitter files you've got talk about censorship manipulation we've got a breakdown of the family but right now those kids you mentioned that are addicted to those phones that are growing up in these strange times, 10 years old, let's say. In 10 years, they're going to be voting. And how do you think they're going oh, to yeah, we know. affect the political system? What's happening to particularly young girls, they go on Instagram, they go on Snapchat, they go on TikTok, and they get depressed when they don't get enough likes on their posts, views on their videos, and it's causing a massive spike in depression alongside COVID and all of the crazy mask stuff that's happening. We are going to have two generations Gen Z and Alpha and the next generation and the next, they're going to be so negatively impacted by this. I fear that, you know, I, I hope that we're, we're headed towards something better, right? When, when we get these exposés on uh, Twitter and the FBI, it's, it's shining a light in the darkness. It's sending a signal to people that victory is possible. Republicans take the House, maybe we'll see some changes. But when you start thinking about demographics and what's happening with the young people, it may be inevitable 
that as the older generation, the boomers and the older Gen X start aging out, retiring, they're not voting, they're passing on, we lose that level of stability despite, look, I think the greatest generation was just that. I think the boomer generation has some issues. Gen Xers have a little bit more. Millennials have a lot more. Gen Z is going to have way more. And it's just this cascade effect of generations getting worse and worse and worse. I fear that for all, for all the issues we can complain about with boomers, when the boomers are, are gone, it's going to be apocalyptic. You're like we, we need that level of stability among them, despite the, 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 the criticisms the younger generations have. Same thing is true for Gen X. Millennials are a psychotic generation. It's split down the middle between woke insanity, and then you've got classically liberal to conservatives countering that. Gen Z is going to be crazier. Alpha is going to be crazier. These kids who are addicted to these machines, who have no sense of family, who, who, who don't know their dads or, or haven't seen their families because they've been raised by the state, when they get in the vote, I think the system just implodes. And you can see now uh, it's the biggest generation of kids that are still living home in their parents' basement, you know, Yep, most of them. Not that I'm knocking that. I got a son that's still living home. But, but well, how, how they don't have you? that many uh, economic opportunities compared to what people had before. It's if different. you look at the I financial business, situation, yeah. You know, I was in business by the time I was 19. I moved out when I was 18. I was rocking and rolling like in New York. How, uh, how old are you? 56. 56. So is it, what is that, Gen X or is that Boomer? I couldn't tell you. I, One of the two. It's like... Might be... Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm on the cusp. Maybe 50, I got both. Boomix. Got 57. Both. Maybe a little bit both. 57. Is that the year you were born? 56. 66. 66. Yeah. I'm so so I, I think that's... I think that's a that's boomer generation. Probably early... Yeah. Early, early... Oh, you're late boomer. Late early Maybe I'm a boomer. I don't know. I'm late yeah. X. I call that. Boomer. Well, so you, you, you see with the, the, the Gen Z, the meme, okay, boomer, like dismissive of this. They're growing up. You're seeing a lot of socialism. Why? These kids don't have jobs. They go to school. At school, you're told what to do. Don't push back. We give you your food. We give you your books. Then they go to college. These are these are young people who n- never had a job. I'm not saying not like every Gen Z person has never had a job. I'm saying there's a, there's a generation. In this generation is a large swath of, of young people. They're now 22 years old getting out of college and never worked a job in their mm-hmm. lives. Yep. How are they going to enter the workforce? They can't. They end up going to places like Twitter where they walk in and have red wine on tap and they go to the Lego room where they can do building blocks. Then they have the meditation room because they're just so stressed out and they think these mean words on the online are pure violence. Yo, I'm not, I'm not excited about where this country is going because we're losing the, the, the generation that are like, I started a business when I was 18 and we're gaining the people who are like, I went to school till I was 28 and don't know how to And it's pretty know, amazing anymore. that everyone I grew up, like all my good friends, we did. One of them went to college, became a pilot, but all the others are like ones in construction, ones in tile, ones a contractor, ones in the jewelry business. We all did very well for ourselves, and I, I'm hoping that it continues. But you're not really seeing it, like you're saying. I'm not hopeful. I mean, dude, the people, my peers, they're always complaining. They don't want to work. They're unmotivated. They're lazy, and they're sad. It, it, it's, it's that's scary. why they're sad. Yeah. I'll tell you, I live on a ranch out in Oregon, and there, there's this one college I respect. The, I have these neighbors, these kids, they're about 30 years old, about your guy's age. And they all went to this Oregon uh, Technical Institute in Klamath Falls. And they all came out with a profession. One's a dental hygienist, the other one does sonograms, and then there's all engineers. And they're all good kids, man. They're, they're all conservative kids. They're not on their phones. Like, I hang, I hang out with these kids yeah. that are down the street. And they're just really good, solid kids. So it gives me some hope. 
but they're so outnumbered, these kids. And they all are working or doing something. They're all, and they all got great professions from this one college, but they're, huh. in, the, they're in the minority. Right. Speaking up and speaking out is a key. Uh, it's, it requires a lot of brain. I mean, it's, you could argue like, LOL, is that really that much work? You're on a TV show talking, but like, you know, physically, I'm, not exa- I'm mentally exhausted, but we just need people to be honest in public. The more people from Gen X that are honest in public, I blame my own generation. I see a lot of my old friends from high school just like floating, just waiting until they die, basically enjoying the fruits of what our grandfathers did for us. Well, well, you know, Klaus Schwab said you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's the plan that they have implemented. That's essentially where we're headed towards and the society that we're we're at. But uh, people aren't happy. They're just drugged up. They're just just giving a lot of pills. That's the point. They're making marijuana legal everywhere. That can't be helping all these Mm -hmm. kids smoking weed every day He's overdosing on any drug is a problem alcohol too that's well, a big one that's insidious in our society i think south park put it uh, really well when they, they south park did an episode on pot and then uh, it was actually funny it's they, they hired this company where people pretend to be their kids from the future and they're ri- they're, they're drug addled losers who are like you know what is smoke behind me and look at me and then <laughs> you know the kids are not stupid and they're like this is ridiculous we don't believe it then at the end, Stan's dad says, look, we just don't want you smoking marijuana. And he's like, why don't you just be honest with me? And he's like, well, son, the truth is marijuana makes you okay with being bored. And then when you're older, you'll find that you're not good at anything. And that was just like the simplest explanation of when kids are out partying and drinking, it doesn't matter if it's pot or anything else, without direction, without discipline, without stability, they end up, you know, as young adults with n- no capabilities, so they have no mission, they have no drive, they have no skills, and they're angry. Why can't I buy that new car? Why can't I get a nice, why is life so hard for me? And it's like, well, you spent your teenage years doing nothing. You know, for, for the people who are successful like you, you said you started, you went into business when you were 19. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, what, what's the answer then? You guys are younger than me. What I think are we going to do family, with this generation? I've been, uh, family, religion, maybe. I've been thinking a lot about finding peace with the past. That's a big part of it for everybody, for people in general, just find, accept what happened and then prophesy good things for the future. Because sometimes what we'll do is we'll look at the past and then say, because that happened, because there was so much, it indicates that it will happen again. Yeah. But we are basic, We are offering our versions of the future to the world, so. You know, Tim mentions religion. And there's one thing, I, I, I'm in a circle with some religious Jews, they're Chabad, and uh, my rabbi's a Chabad rabbi. They really do something right. They, they honor the Sabbath. So every Friday, which is great for the family, I, I wish I did it with, with, with my kids. So everyone should do it. Friday, come sundown, they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. The phones, the TV, everything. All the family gets together Friday night. They pray. They have a big dinner. They have some drinks. They chill out all the way till Saturday sundown. How, how much better would society be if every family did that? You know what's... Yeah. And it's really one day. Several orders of magnitude better. And this, what else yeah. is awesome. This is what a lot of people attribute to a lot of the success. Uh, you know. so one this, of the most so, epic things about Islam is fasting. I, I've been looking into the tenets of Islam. There's five pillars, and one of them is Ramadan. It's this month-long scorching heat. Ramadan means scorching heat. When they yeah. lived in the ninth month of the year, like September, and they just had to live under the burning sun. So they were fasting to survive, because if you eat in the burning sun, you're going to burn. And... Uh, now, in solidarity with those that did it to survive, people will fast for a month straight. But man, clearing out your gut, because like you were saying earlier, Luke, it's another type of brain. And it will Absolutely. get you. Absolutely. Sur- yeah. And it's being ruined uh, you know, deliberately. I think that's a fantastic offering from Islam is fasting. One of the things that uh, we've been working on is uh, I call it Saturday morning cartoons. 
There are a lot of people that uh, don't have that Sabbath where at Friday night they stay with their families and they have dinner, and there's a lot of people that don't go to church. So what we want to do is Saturday morning, we got a, we got a new location we're setting up. It's going to be a public, uh, we're going to do cafe on the first floor, games and stuff, uh, skate shop, maybe second floor. And uh, Saturday morning, you come in, you bring the family, and the kids will watch cartoons that are not degenerate or, you know, like they'll be normal, fun. Like I watch Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't mind Bugs Bunny. Show, show Elmer Fudd walking around with a double barrel, you know, trying yeah. to hunt ducks or whatever. I got no issue with that. But there's, there's, there's cartoons that I think uh, uh, kids could watch. I mean, the stuff I grew up with, I think, uh, in the 90s wasn't so bad. But now you got really, really weird stuff. Like uh, Blue's Clues had, like, one episode where it showed a beaver with double mastectomy scars. Mm. And, like, you know, so, so we want to create a space where parents can come in the morning. Everybody can meet each other. People who live nearby can become friends. We can build community. Because the reason I say religion is not because I think... You know, I'm, I'm not an overly religious person. I don't think the solution necessarily is that people need to find God. People need to find each other. Religion is one mechanism for that. When people used to go to church, they'd be they'd with their be community together. once a week. They would talk with each other. They would learn what's going on in the community. With, uh, with uh, Shabbat dinner, you've got families sticking together, cutting everything out, saying, no, 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 we're here together as a family, strengthening the family unit. All of that leads to success. Like they so how said, can a we family that? that prays together stays together. You always, you're always hard to hurt have, that. Have, right? have you been absorbing any of the Shabbat goodness? Yeah, I really love it. Uh, whenever I'm in town, I go to my rabbi's house uh, and I just shut it down. You know, a lot of times my sons will come with me and we'll just sit with the rabbi and he talks, gives you a little Torah, uh, something, you know, he'll give you a Torah story. And I have a, a rabbi in... Uh, Ashland when I go when I'm in Oregon that I'll hit up his house or the temple once in a while for the holidays but it's important they always stay in touch with me uh, we built through my foundation we built two playgrounds I was able to raise money and we built the playground in Florida and Coral Springs at the temple and I built one in Ashland also what do they look like just cool little playgrounds for kids to play and have fun, you yeah, know. Like swing, swinging well, ropes and know, stuff? Those. Yeah, if you got a slide, you got a swing, <laughs> you got something, you know, the kids hit the drum, you know, they love all that <laughs> stuff. But through cool. my foundation of raising money, uh, we were able to do that for the temples. And I enjoy going. I think it's, like Tim mentioned a few times, it's very important, uh, a family staying together and, and doing things like that. Even if, you know, not so much religion, but it's the getting together and, and just being with your family. This, this is why I think they shut the churches down during a COVID pandemic. Walmart yeah. was allowed. Small businesses weren't. Churches weren't. Parks yeah, not weren't. Florida, though. They, sh they shut down not playgrounds. DeSantis. Ron, yeah, DeSantis. Oh, my rabbi made sure to, to thank him when we were at a rally recently uh, with the governor. And uh, my that was one of the biggest things what my rabbi was so happy and to thank the governor for was keeping the place of re religion so people could come and pray. It meant a lot to him, and he wanted to make sure he thanked the governor. People don't understand how big that was, especially when Huge. even the federal government was saying, you got to lock down. What Sweden is doing is wrong. And that was from the Trump administration, which is absolutely in in insane. So uh, I think truly with so much pressure from the federal government, from the corporate media on Florida specifically, there was other states that also didn't lock down. 
But specifically, Florida was where everyone was pointing to, criticizing, saying this is going to be the bloodbath. They're going, everyone's going to be dead here. Everyone's going to die. They have such a big elderly population. It's it's a given. Everyone's dying here. DeSantis is a murderer. And DeSantis said, no, I'm going to not bow down to your emotional extortion. And I think truly it was Florida standing up against all of these pressures that allowed the United States to not be as draconian as a lot of people planned it to be. And what was interesting, all the people from the Northeast that moved down to Florida and they turned out voting Republican, as you saw in the election, he won like 20 basis points or something like that. Like a record, right? He won by. <laughs> I relocated there. I moved down to Florida. I have my, my yeah. residency's in Florida. I'll never give it up. Yeah. Oh, so you I do both. You go back I and forth. I bounce back and forth, but majority, I ha- I'm in Florida, and that's where I vote. That's the first thing the governor asked me when he sees me. You, you didn't change residency, did you? Go, no, don't worry, Ron. I'm, I'm voting for you. You got it. Yeah, we yeah, did a double, rally for him. It was great. Double digit victory. What, what, did, what did he win by? Like a million votes? 1.5 or 1.6? And it was like we almost got stuck with that other guy, Gillum, if you guys remember. Oh, him, yeah. Getting caught in a hotel room with yep. uh, gay, Naked. gay prostitutes and drugs. drugs. He almost won it. You know, that's how terrible it was. Florida, it's amazing how Florida went from being a swing state to so Republican. It's so red. It's one of the reddest states. Everyone that in the state that's running something is Republican. So there's... Um I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. So uh, Prager, I apologize. What is it? Cut flower politics. I, I think he yeah. calls it. Was that what it was? I think so. Yeah. He says that um, you have this beautiful flower in a pot, and then you pick it and hold it up and show how beautiful it is. But then, as it's been separated from its roots, it slowly withers and dies. And that's what we're dealing with now as a society. We. I feel like right now we don't realize the wave has already hit in this country as, as we believe it doesn't exist anymore. We talk about the FBI. They, they're seemingly only going after enemies of their, of their tribal ideology. So a garage pull rope, 12 agents. But uh, someone, you know, a bunch of people showing up to the Supreme <clears throat> Court justices' homes illegally protesting. Ah, we're not getting involved in that. Pro-life activists, however, got to track them down, lock them up. January 6th, two years solitary, no trial. Mass shootings too, like we spoke Mass about. Shootings. They dropped the bull. I mean, look at that. There's a meme of from uh, remember remember on the Simpsons episode where Bart says, "What was it, Woozle Wazzle or something like that?" <coughs> no, no, no. I didn't do it. Is that what the, what the line was? I don't remember. But he gets a catchphrase, and then all the students look and turn to him, and they say, "Say the line, Bart." Mm-hmm. The meme is he goes. It's like he's got the FBI hat, and he goes, the suspect was known to us, and we took no action. And then they're like, yay, because it's happened so yeah. many times. We could only hope that the House now could do something. You know, maybe they'll look into it. Because if they don't, who's going to do it? Even the Department of Justice, you know, they they do whatever they well, want. Well, this is the issue. The reason I bring up the cut flower politics idea, the flower is dying, and there's no reattaching it to the roots. It's not going to happen. I think you can splice so, it back on. Can't you? Okay, come on. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about a political metaphor. <laughs> I'm trying here. to be positive. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure, sure. No, I mean, to be fair, perhaps, perhaps there is a way to reconnect with our roots. And that's actually a good way to put it. So I, I actually, uh, I stand corrected. If we can restore our roots and get back to what made this country function better, maybe we can turn things around. I think there's a good opportunity for that. But right now, what I see around us well, actually, you know, maybe you were completely right. What I see around us is, is, is a light at the end of the tunnel. With the, with the Republicans taking the House, this may be the point where we start turning things around. If more shows like this, more, more people like Crowder, more people like Stick, Sex, and Hammer, more shows pushing through the noise, more people able to counter the narrative, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. That was great. This is, this is a potential opportunity to start rejecting 
societal collapse and degeneracy and saying there's got to be some degree of responsibility, meritocracy, uh, uh, pr protecting the family. Maybe, maybe we actually are restoring those things. I, w I was thinking, I like this metaphor about when was the, when was the flower cut? Was it the Federal Reserve Act, 1913, Woodrow Wilson? Did he slice? No. Was it the 90s? Because I, I, Reagan was awesome. I remember Reagan was pulling great. down the Berlin Wall and like ending the Cold War. It's, it was, it's, it's the 2000s. And I think it was social media. It I was think, the internet. Yeah. The internet algorithms, algorithmic sense. manipulation, uh, the, uh, and the financial collapse. The, these things all happened right around the same time. But didn't you guys feel that we got a little re reprieve when Trump won? Like, I yep. thought the country was going, it was so horrible. 2016 is the first time I voted. You know, I just couldn't, I had to get involved and vote the way the country was going. Like it was now. It's just no, like, no different from when Obama ran things, from when Biden's running things. There's two ways so to look. So I thought that, you know, him getting elected, I thought, you know, patriotism. Look, there's no patriotism now in this country. He brought back patriotism. And the country was definitely doing a lot better then than it is now. There's two ways to, to look at it, I guess. Uh, I've heard these stories about old people on their deathbed. You know, they're lethargic. They're dying. And then one day, all of a sudden, they sit up, tons of energy. They're talking. They're laughing. They say, get my family in here. I'm feeling great. And they're like, whoa. The family comes in. They all share laughs and memories and then say goodbye. And the next day, the person dies. Like all of their energy is mustered up for one last goodbye and I love you. That scares me, that idea that the resurgence of Trump was the last mustering force of people who care about this country and believe in the values that made it great. You believe that? No, I think it, it's a possibility, but it's also possible that Donald Trump was a shot of adrenaline, that he was that EpiPen straightened to the thigh, and now we as a country went, <gasps> so as we have these bad things still happening around us, we now have the rise of people like DeSantis. We now have the narrative machine crumbling. We now have Elon buying Twitter. Far from perfect, this guy, Elon, but he's releasing these documents. He did more for the for social media than any GOP that GOP ever did. What Elon oh, Musk yeah. did to beat the big tech just recently. Private sector. Yep. Yeah. But, but, but maybe Donald Trump was, we were all sitting around feeling our heart tighten. And then Trump came along like an EpiPen. For all his faults, he was he was a shot of adrenaline. And now the vision's very clear and all this transparent nonsense. You're like, what? Like the FBI is directly involved with it? I mean, we kind of had the feeling this was going he on. He was screaming it from the top of his lungs about it for years. You know, the FBI, yeah. the Department of Justice, the collusion, the Russian BS, you know, it, and it was all it all came out to be true. Let's 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 talk about some uh, uh, what's what's going on here, because this is this is a dark subject I want to bring up. We got Mike Cernovich here. He says, ask anyone inside a large organization who is really in control. The answer is always HR. Twitter's trust and safety was HR on liver king levels of steroids. You crossed them and you're out for being dangerous and a threat. He said that in response to this tweet from Daniel Bostic, who says uh, either uh, he says uh, Cernovich just exposed a divide between Elon and Jack. Either Jack was lying all along and is carrying on the deception, not super likely, or his company was totally hijacked by far-left activists and lawless corporate bureaucrats, very likely. Let's get into it. Mike Cernovich responded to a tweet from Twitter's Trust and Safety saying they were resigning. He said, you all belong in jail and linked to a story from the New York Post. Twitter refused to remove child porn because it didn't violate their rules. Elon Musk says, it is a crime that they refused to take action on child exploitation for years. Jack Dorsey said, this is false. Elon Musk responded, no, it is not. 
When Ella Irwin, who now runs Trust and Safety, joined Twitter earlier this year, almost no one was working on child safety. She raised this with Ned and Parag, but they rejected her staffing request. I made it top priority immediately. This is the level of corruption we have seen in this country. On Twitter for years, on social media, they were posting pictures of children in disgusting ways, and they did nothing. So when we say that Elon Musk did more than the GOP ever did, more than the FBI ever did, he gets in day one, he says, my top priority ending child exploitation. It gets even worse than that. There was victims of a lot of this um, you know, <coughs> CP, a lot of this adult child content that were coming to Twitter and were saying, hey, uh, this is happening to me. I'm being targeted. My photos here are being released here. I was a child. This is illegal. Please get rid of it. Twitter was like, hmm. Too bad. We're going after uh, all the Republicans. We're going after... We're going to uh, ban Laura Oh, yeah. We're going to ban people for their political speech. And, and, and that right there shows you uh, the priority that they had there. As, of course, I was screaming about this years ago. I was like, there's, there's ISIS on the platform. There's people Cutting beheading people. Yep. There's, there's, there's radical Islamists recruiting on the platform. And your main priority is a satire uh, comedian? Are, are you freaking kidding me? You have so much to do. And you fail us time and time again. Yeah, so the Ayatollah of Iran saying death to Israel, death to America, and he, he, nothing happened with his Twitter. Well, right? Chinese they, propaganda, Chinese yeah, government nothing. actors coming on. Nope, nope, that's fine. Yeah, so seeing Jack come out and then being smacked down by Elon Musk is uh, absolutely promising because what Elon Musk is talking about here is criminal. If you know a crime is going on and you don't do anything about it, you're a part of that act. A lot of people get charged for this, for, for being an accomplice. Uh, there was children coming to Twitter. And they ignored them. Well, that is absolutely just, just it, um, it, that let's, should let's, boil your blood right now. Let, let, let's contextualize this. It's not like, you know, what, what, what was the last episode of Seinfeld? They, the Good Samaritan Law, they get arrested. It wasn't like someone was standing on the side of the road. They saw someone getting kidnapped and went, I'm not getting involved. No, 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 no. This was, they're driving the car and they, they get an Uber and they pick someone up who's like grabbing a woman off the street and throwing them in the car. And they're like, hey man, I'm just a driver. Don't mind me. That's what it was. Twitter was facilitating this. Twitter had created a platform allowing these people to do these things, to post these things. They were the vehicle by which this stuff was delivered. And they had an obligation to say, we can't have that illegal activity in our bus. But and they did nothing. It's not just Twitter. It's every social oh, of course, media of platform. Course, of course. Because they're smart, man. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Give it, you got to give it to them. They control all the social media. They won these elections. Uh, and they control the universities. Like before you were saying, they control education. Uh, the Democrats, you got to put, you got to tell them, you know, they did something right. All the social media, mainstream media, yep. education, they control everything and, and they're ruining society. So if we don't do anything about it now, like Tim says, we're going down a terrible path. We well, built Minds, the social network, and uh, I was an administrator for like five years and we had to deal with this. Fortunately, it's a, it was a smaller uh, amount of people per day, probably 1% of what Twitter gets. So it was still manageable centrally. We, we still had centralized administratorship, which is a fault of a system. You can't, a centralized planned system cannot handle that amount of child porn that will come on. 
but you send it immediately to the FBI. If you find something illegal, particularly something but as egregious company. as child porn, FBI immediately is notified. And that is, it's removed. You can't even have it there in a holding pattern because having it is illegal. So you need to immediately reference and take it, care yeah, of it. Yeah, it was on Twitter servers as Twitter was meeting with the FBI as they were ignoring the problem. You, you never saw the feds I I investigate Twitter for this, but now they're investigating him because Elon Musk took the company over and is prioritizing Don't going after child pornography on, on the damn program, on, on the damn platform. Are you kidding me? I, I think Twitter would have hired uh, who Clinton hired to when she cleaned all her emails, oh, right? Yeah, How Clinton. did they not know, you know what I mean? He's going to come in and go through everything and expose them all like how did they not bleach it all i could see the argument of like it's just too much data like mm -hmm. there's no way we can handle this but that's like i agree so maybe you shouldn't be in control of it if you can't handle it um but that's not the argument here. they knowingly knew it was happening they knew the victims and they said we're just going to keep it up what, what jack said when they said uh twitter did nothing to prevent this jack said this is not true i think what jack it's kind of like double speak what he's saying is no we did some things to try and prevent it but what Elon's saying is it wasn't prevented. You may have well, done that some. wasn't their top priority. Their I, top I, priority was to censor conservatives, right? So, That's what they were getting at. Somebody posted a super chat. Murph tries. I want to read this one. He says, Elon, we are going after CP celebrities. Quote, this platform just isn't what it used to be. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. You think about that and you think it's a joke, right? But then you think about people like, you know, Harvey over in Hollywood and what he was into. And then, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the, this, these, these Twitter employees who refuse to quit. But then Elon comes in, starts cleaning stuff up, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, 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 now I have to leave. And then you take a look at books like that, Gender Queer, where it's got adult activities in it, and they're showing it to kids. And uh, you have this school in Chicago that Project Veritas exposes, where the dean talks about how he brings people in to share adult toys with children and explain how to insert them and the difference between lube and spit. And you have to wonder, are we just being naive in assuming these people don't want to target and prey upon children. Yes, because there's also the Balenciaga scandal. There's oh, also yeah. the corporate media advocating for, for, for child love. There's also, of course, politicians trying to normalize a lot of this nonsense and insanity, especially in California. The, uh, there's also the FBI for over 30 years that were helping Jeffrey Epstein run an international trafficking and extortion operation as the children and victims were coming forward to the FBI and the FBI said, screw off. So uh, there, this is not a coincidence. I don't, I don't think this is an accident. On top of that is Sam Bankman-Fried. No child porn involved in the Sam Bankman-Fried thing, but he had like sleeping with like eight or nine different women that he was working with. That's not the same thing. But it's That's highly sexualized. Thing. No, 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 no. There's a better point in there, Ian, and it's that they're not going after him. They haven't talked yep. about the sex. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with sleeping with nine different women that work for you. I don't care. But uh, you could argue about the ethics involved in that. But the, 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 where's, the, where's the talk about it? Like, it's so underground the, the, sexual, you know? But it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the SBF orgy stuff. I care about the SBF illegality that they're not going after. Why? Because he aligned with them mm -hmm. politically. You gotta watch there's the also There's also cuties on Netflix. There's so many examples of this. Just to go back on this particular topic related to this larger discussion that Elon Musk is talking about. I mean, how more blatant do you need it to get? What, what, do you need politicians ditching their secret service and going to private islands? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. How, how more obvious do you need it to, to, to make it? Seriously.
I yeah, mean, what happened with uh, Menendez? Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, what, what happened with Trump's, uh, what, what was it, Trans, uh, transportation secretary, uh, who gave him the sweetheart deal of a lifetime. You know, well, I, again, we could keep going this on here. This is a problem Epstein. I have with... It's just there in your yeah. face. Well, my problem Maxwell. with repealing Section 230 protections for these social networks is that someone in the FBI could put child porn on the Twitter server and then go arrest the CEO for ch- holding child porn. You're like, that's, what? That, that's, and you that, can that, try and track it, but they're <laughs> so good at hiding where it came from. That's not Section 230 pertains to civil litigation civil tort i hope so but i mean i think you really do need to protect these these platforms as much as egregious as it seems it's hard to navigate under that premise ian you're saying that section 230 actually allows someone to legally hold child exploitative material it doesn't these platforms like you were saying you can't have it section 230 does not protect that Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a it's a it's a long term conversation about things other than child porn as well, but things that may be deemed illegal and about I, who's in trouble for having the illegal content. Is it I Twitter or is it this person that uploaded? He's a sheriff in Florida. Like everybody knows him. His name is Grady Judd. He's like pretty famous, and they're constantly setting up this child this child pornography rings. You know, always online. You always read about them. They're arresting. So they they should be doing more stuff like that. But counties could do that. You know, you don't have to leave it to the the main social media platform if it's happening in your county then they could set these people up and hold them accountable where they should be i think it was crazy the last time he made an arrest in polk county uh, a lot of these people were working at disney mm, you know that. they did a sting operation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. grady judd did uh sheriff grady he did a sting operation and hit and like i don't know like 10 people were working at disney Imagine that, you know, you got your kid, you're strolling around and you got one of those Mickey Mouse kids. And that routinely them, happens. You know? There's a lot of news stories month after month caught at Disney, caught at Disney, yeah. Disney employee or Disney network. Again, again, they employ a lot of so, people, but uh, there's also a lot of coincidences, especially with some of their uh, symbolism and some of their child movies that is also very disturbing and, look, and deserves a conversation so, on its own. So these people get a job at Disney. It's obvious, right? They want to target kids. What other place do you think these people might try and find employment where they can surround themselves with children? Is there is there another, another like, job like you know public service inside of a, where the where the kids go? You know what? I'm, I'm, like I'm trying to allude. Yeah, yeah, school? there you oh, go. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point. Oh, that's right. If they're going to go to Disneyland or World or whatever, because a lot of kids there, maybe many of these people will go to grade schools too to be surrounded by kids there as well. Oof, I. Well, I could talk about the school sexualization, but I mean, you made a good point about the entertainment industry. You said you guys mentioned Disney, but that whole industry, man, it is dirty for kids. It is dangerous to get kids into that. I was there as an adult, and they were trying to sexually get me to do porn. It's scary, you can't. Yeah, raising a kid these days, you just can't. You guys have any of you have kids? No, nope. negative. You if I wouldn't, day, I wouldn't be telling kids. anybody. Uh, one day, right. you guys will have kids, and you'll see. You know, you just gonna have to keep an eye on them. And private school's the answer. Yeah, no, the world think, the, the world is so crazy. If I would have a kid, I would never be posting photos of it. I would never tell anybody about smart. it because how vicious and crazy some people are. Smart. You know? Yep. A lot of people will I put worry like a, all the time with my sons. You, you know, every day I worry where they are. That's and, and they're adults, you know? Just because I'm damaged from what I went through, I can't, you couldn't imagine something happened to one of them. I would see pictures of people with their newborn babies, but they'll put like a block the face out. A lot of people have, in the last 15 years were putting the full baby face and everything online so everyone knows what their kid looks like beautiful baby it's a chance for us to be like yeah let's support the beauty of the child and i think it collective consciousness i think that it actually enhances the beauty of humans when we can all appreciate each other but it also lets everyone in the world know what your baby looks like and that's like you were saying luke i mean that's that's pretty pretty wickedly terrifying 
you know, because we know that governments will go after people's kids. They'll be like, he should have had a better father. It was a uh, J- Jamal. What's his name? Is this Khashoggi is the guy? That he was the report that he was no, the, the a different guy. It was the kid, the 16 year old was killed by Obama on a drone. Oh, oh Abdurrahman Alaki. Yeah, and uh, he's the son of a terrorist. You know what they call the terrorists. So they no, killed no. his son. What, was he uh, though? Was, was, he was Anwar? working with the Pentagon before when his, he came to de-radicalization. So he was working with also the intel, intelligence agencies. The father? Before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that, yeah. Anwar. I don't think uh, his dad committed any crimes. He was a preacher. He preached jihad against America. I see. And they said, well, his speeches, you know, weren't. I could be wrong about that, but let's just. That, that's why I usually st- I stick to discussing Abdurrahman, sixteen-year-old kid from Boulder, lived in San Diego, goes or uh, I think that's what it, what it was. Then he goes and flies to Yemen to visit family, and then Obama blows him up. Well, could the it, father had a lot of connections to the government and the Pentagon, and then he became radicalized and became a cleric, and then started yeah. preaching. Uh, you know, radical Islam, and then so, the son was killed. Yeah, he was killed. The son was killed, and then uh, and then there's reports of the daughter being killed uh, off of uh, the first uh, you know first few commando days of raid. the of the Trump administration on a commando raid that Obama wouldn't uh, call off on, but Trump allegedly called off on. That's the official version of events. <coughs> Could have been an accident. Could have been well, North Korea style family targeted execution. I don't Tough claim to, to know what's going on. Yeah, no, on. I, I yeah. think I think the United States sent a clear message that if you screw with us, we kill your kids. I thought so, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting and partly uh, why I don't want to put pictures of my kids all over the Internet. I mean, if you look at the extradition and torture that the intelligence agencies were doing, uh, especially when it came to flying people to Egypt. Um, uh, what, what's his name? Talks about this. Mahids? Ma, Mahids? Yeah. Oh, Majid Nawaz. Ma, Majid, Majid Nawaz brilliant. talks about this all the time. Sorry for butchering your name. I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm just dyslexic and I'm just horrible with pronouncing names. But he talks about how, you know, many times routinely people get picked up, sent to Egypt. And again, we can't even discuss some of the horrible things, the torture that people have gone through officially under the rendition flights and the torture flights that were... Uh, conducted with your tax dollars and including children, including hurting children in front of parents and doing unspeakable things that you can't even mention. how do you say his name again? Oh, it's Magid. Magid. Like Mag- Magid. Yeah, Magid talks about this in, in, in detail, but it's, but it's a conversation that a lot of people aren't ready for. You'll always remember Magid's name because it's like magic. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a kid in high school, so last name was Magid. Dude, Magid Nawaz is a brilliant... Uh, I don't know what you call him, a scholar. I don't know how you define the guy. Reformed he, terrorist, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a brilliant guy. He was in that prison in e- Egypt. He describes his, his you know, situation. Um, he, he's, he's a brilliant, uh, fascinating thinker, and his content is top-notch right now when it comes to speaking out against a lot of the craziness that society is, is dealing with. And now he's helping de-radicalize a lot of people. Uh, which I think is absolutely critically key and important, and in many instances doing the opposite of what the intel agencies are doing. I think a lot of uh, the benefit people could get right now is is don't worry so much about showing the world your life. I kind of went through a phase where I was like, I want to document everything so everyone can, I can get my likes, and then and also I'll be remembered. You know, who doesn't want to be remembered? But it can be like less is more sometimes. I think you guys got a, a good uh, what you're doing. You move to, to rural areas. I think it's great. I live. Like chickens, I, I chickens, goats, right. 
chicken cam. You, yeah. you got to do a goat cam at my place. Yeah, Goat City. <laughs> we could do a goat cam. Yeah. Goats are awesome. So living rural, I think, is going to be the future for a lot of families. Doing some homesteading, raising your own beef. being That's a way to get your family, uh, be involved with them. And Raw milk, I was thinking that's that, like, I eggs, people, nature, people fresh go, air, no pollution. People go tap their sink water in the city, and then they, they're like, I got to go to the grocery store to buy my food. You think it's your food? You think that's your water? They can turn it off. If the grocery store doesn't have it, you don't have it. It like, happened. Yeah. You saw it with COVID. You couldn't yep. get... You couldn't get a lot of the things where I live. You know, I, well, I'm hungry. I'll just go out and kill a goat. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, we got no more chickens. The dog ate all my chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like, you know, 120 goats. They're great wow. to watch. They have two to three a year, you know, so they're constantly growing. I don't name any of them. They're all numbered. You yeah, know, I, on the I, ranch, you never name any. I, I heard uh, something really clever from, uh, I think it was from Kim. She, she's our chicken tender. She said uh, a friend names their birds after holidays. So that one's Christmas, you oh, know, Thanksgiving. that one's Thanksgiving, and then you know when you eat them. Yep, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> we don't, the only thing that has names on my ranch is dogs. How many dogs? We have three dogs, two livestock guardian dogs, and I have a Malinois. Which, which one is, is the... The, the Anatolian Shepherd, I couldn't knock that out. I, I have a German thing. Shepherd too. I yeah. raised it on a farm, and I and I made sure to teach it. I was like, "Hey, you stay away from the chickens. You respect the chickens." Yeah, my, it was tough. It was because they have that drive, especially the oh, shepherds. They love they to chase things that around. They love to thing running around. They're like, "We need to get it." It, it, it was it was a lot of. Work. I have a Malinois that's trained to a T. Like I love him. I got him when he was two months old. And he it was like I training him to not go after the chickens. But e collar is, is a really good tool for anyone that that's training the, the dog seriously. I have an e collar, and he it didn't take me too long for him to keep him off the chickens. But what's pretty interesting now is, you know, he's a protection dog, and he does everything for me. But now I got him herding too. He he loves it, man. I'll go out like you know there'll be a hundred goats out there, and he can move them. You know I got to be really quick with the button because he his drive will get too high, goats. and he could easily like just break one's neck. How much? How much? So, how much land do you need for a hundred goats? Well, well, I have about seven hundred fifty acres. Wow, wow! And we move them. It's pretty. I live in this area that uh, it's it's free ra open range. So lately, the price of hay went from like. $7 a bale to now $21 a bale. So a lot of times I just open my gates and I just say, you know, this is nothing's for free here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like in the city where you get your food stamps and you don't have to go work for yourself. So I send the goats like, hey, go out there, get find something to eat or you're not going to get, you're not going to have anything. You're going to go hungry. So it's pretty interesting. I wake up in the morning. I'm looking out my ranch. I see them going out the front, my front, the gate. They're going down the street like a mile. And then I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. They, they come, come back right at the end of the day. They're coming back. They know where it's safe. And they're such interesting animals to watch. I went to uh, California during the drought to interview farmers. And we went to a bunch of dairy farms. I go to one, and we just we, we literally just walked up to, to houses, knocked on doors, and you know, guy answers, and we were like, "Hey, we're reporters. We're uh, we wanted to get the opinion of farmers because of the drought, because of the regulations." And he's like, "Yeah, for sure." And he walks out, and he he, he shows us around the edge uh, on the side of his building, and there's a whole bunch of cows just eaten, and there's no fencing or anything. They they had their their machine where the cows could go in and get milked. Yep. They had the thing where all the food was being put, and uh, I, I can't remember exactly. It was probably hay or something, and then, I, I don't know what they were eating. But then uh, I was like, there's, there's no fences. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, can they just leave? And he goes, where would they go? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, just like randomly walking off and going somewhere. And he was like, but where? Like, why would they leave their yeah, house they where the food is? Yeah, they got it self-made. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. He's like, I don't need to put a fence up. I'm not worried about it. 
It's like there's no predators. Uh, That's like the kid that doesn't leave his house living in the yeah. basement. He's got the refrigerator's full. He's got heat, air conditioning. He's got a car. There's no Not need for him anywhere. to go anywhere. Yeah, the cows got it made. They don't want to leave. Yeah, these goats, I thought when I first got them, they were like, I thought they would never come back. And it's just interesting. They come, they're creatures and they, they all, so, they're coming back. So how one how much is how much does like the average goat weigh? Average goat I would say is about the, the mama goat's probably about 130, 140 pounds. So how long how much food does one goat produce when Three, you slaughter? Oh, the food probably about forty pounds. You probably 40 get pounds forty of, oh. pounds of meat uh, for each goat. How and long it, it's that? delicious. Like I don't want to bite. Oh, like I'm I'm at the point now I got I just started a herd of cattle too. So we have about five uh you learn a lot about the cow business you know when living on a ranch what a heifer is what a cow what a bull heifer is there's just so many cows that you know i'll teach you something so if a cow's pregnant you don't say pregnant it's covered Hmm. or open if they're not pregnant they're open if they're pregnant they're covered this is what i learned (laughs) from east coast out to oregon how long does that 40 pound of meat last you got your family uh, last, well, we usually like, I'm pretty generous with it, you know, all the time with friends and family. We're always like, we gave it away or we're always constantly eating it, you know, but we, uh, it's really great to be able to raise your own meat. I explain it to people. It's like, what's the difference between having a garden and raising tomatoes? I'm just raising beef. Right. Mm-hmm. Or goat, you know, what, you know, what, that's, what, that's what I'm the dream raising. right there. That's what, the life. I love it, man. I, we, I, using the stuff that you raise and I know what they're eating, I have no problem killing them. You what, know, what, eating them. What about the udders and like the internal organs? Do you eat that stuff too? No. No. That, no beef liver? Uh, I got to turn you into beef liver. We got, we got to have a conversation about no, this. I, yeah. well, as a kid, I used to eat liver all yeah. the time when I was growing up, but I haven't, I have my first steer now. So he's about uh, seven about 600 pounds. So I won't butcher wow. him till the fall. He was born in June. But I have another five that are covered that'll be given birth, and they they, they take about nine months, you know, to, to give birth a cow and, and a goat's about five months. If you're not going to be doing anything with the liver, I'll gladly take it off well, you of your hands. Up. But but I, I would love to have a conversation about the organ meat because there's there's a lot of important stuff that a lot of people don't um, get, especially when it comes to a lot of the American diets comparatively to a lot of other international diets that do prioritize organs because they're usually more uh, nutrient dense than of course a it lot makes of the, sense a lot that of the it meat. is but yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not going to let anything go to uh, yeah you know loss when, when people the saying is usually nose to tail you know the butchers nose it's crazy tail. they're so yeah. busy like where we live that you could make an appointment like if you want to butcher a cow it could yeah. be like seven eight months out Whoa. for the butcher to come so yep. i'm almost have to like for next fall soon i'll have to make unless my neighbor i got a neighbor that's a pretty good butcher there's a Did huge you? shortage, and it's so expensive. Many people don't understand. That's one of the biggest expensive, uh, you know, parts when it comes to raising animals. Yeah, it animals. costs me if I want uh, one of my neighbors. He'll do a goat for me for about a hundred. The, you know? the, you know, you're raising these animals. Do you have concerns about parasites in them when you're eating them? They no. We constantly, you know, that, uh, you know, not all the time. If I see, I know now from watching when an animal's sick, and we'll treat it. And once a year, I'll treat them, and everybody in the herd of ivermectin. Oh, so yeah. the ivermectin oh, yeah. works great uh, for the parasites uh, with goats. You know, yeah. you just put a syringe, you just fill it, and you, you, they need it, you know. Is that all you use, ivermectin? Yeah. And, we'll, you know, with, with the goats is I'm, I'm fortunate. I have a lot of pasture and irrigation, so I can move them around. It's when these animals sit in, like, their own pasture, and they'll eat stuff down, and they Ooh. get sick a lot more because they're eating down to the ground where their feces are. Yeah. So I learned all, you know, I went from 
looking at scrap metal to looking at real estate. Now I look at goat shit on my ranch <laughs> to see if they're sick or not. So it's crazy. You, you do have cows though, right? Yeah, we have some cows. How much milk uh, per day does a cow make? Oh, we don't. These are beef cows. Those are beef it's different. Cows, there's right. beef cows. There's Angus. There's Herefords. There's Charlies. You know, you you learn all these things. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. We we want to get a cow, and we were told no because they produce like eight to twelve gallons per day. What what they're not telling you is like even with the goats. Like if you start milking a goat, it's like a full time job. If they don't have a kid on them, you got to milk like twice a day, or they go through like some serious pain. You yeah. Know? But I don't. You're gonna get get a beef cow. You buy a steer. And you got enough acres, you put a steer on it, and you feed them. Or you probably have enough feed on. What you, what you said you had how many acres you got? Buck fifty. So you got a enough. Lot of trees, of though. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. They'll be able to find you. Want it. There's yeah, goats eat everything, around. right? They eat the bark oh, off the tree. They eat the blackberries. You got to see. I'm like a blackberry haven. <laughs> like, they, they just, that's their favorite food, the blackberries. Really? And, they, and blackberries grow like four feet a year. If I didn't have these goats eating, it would be it would be unbelievable the what they do to keep my place looking nice. How often do you move them? Like, from, do you do paddock to paddock? Or it's just usually a, you don't want them in the because the parasites have a cycle, so you don't really want them in there more than a month in one area. And I, I'll move them to another pasture. Right now, winter with not a lot of stuff, I've been letting them go up the mountain, and they got they're on their own. Are they smart enough where if it's like poop grass and not poop grass, they'll eat the non poop grass? <laughs> I don't know, poop grass. Well, they That's usually they go find the best stuff. Like they won't eat like. The stuff you want them to eat, they don't eat it. Like, you know, the stuff that's growing where it's like at, they go to the good stuff. You know, like in life, it's like a kid who opens the refrigerator, he's going to grab, go for the ice cream before he goes for the vegetables. The goats are the same way. They go for the, they go for the sweet stuff. Unless you lock them, you lock them in there, then you force them to eat it with like electric fence. Yeah. Then they'll, then they'll eat. What my mom want. did that to me one night when I wouldn't finish. No electric fence involved, but it was a similar. <laughs> We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends? Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work directly. When you do, you are using the financial system Parallel Economy, co-founded by Dan, Dan Bongino. So we're trying to get away from PayPal and these other companies. We're trying to build a parallel economy. And that's why we have secured a new location for a physical uh, um, enterprise where we want to do the Saturday morning cartoons. We want to have a game shop, a skate shop. We're going to have a whole bunch of good fun stuff happening. We have this little nook area we're going to call Ian's Crystal Cove or something like Ooh, that. Nice. I'm excited. I'm going to put up a curtain and we're going to put a sofa and like lava lamps and like a TV for movies. Dude, How about it. a couple of goats? Well, we can't put them in a city. You can't. You can't put a couple of goats in there. Nah, it's uh. You know, they have that goat yoga now and everything. Urban, yeah, that's fun. But uh, there's a there's a it's the way it's shaped. There's this little nook area where I think we can put up like curtains, and then you'll walk in with your coffee and sit down, and there'll be like a TV with a movie playing, and you know rocks everywhere. It'll be good fun. So let's uh, let's read those super chats. All right, Gemcast says, Tim, this is my last five bucks. Please pull up Title eighteen. USC section 241, Twitter directly violated it. Well, there you go. Give me that again. Title 18. USC section 241. 
All right. I prefer Rumble, says Tim. In response to your 90s commercial today about Taco Bell, their slogan was run for the border. Not sure how well that would go over today. LOL. Yeah, it's funny, too. They, uh, I heard that they tried to open Taco Bell in Mexico as American food, but nobody wanted to eat it. Mm. Yeah. Well, we used to joke sense. about that, make a run for the border, and then be like, make a run for the toilet, is what the joke was. That's right. They stopped using the... the we have in the, Oregon, you have the best food, Mexican food trucks that you could ever... Oh, man. It's unbelievable. The I, food, it's better than any restaurant. You go to the food trucks, they're the best. L.A., Did man. you find the, 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 the law? Yeah, conspiracy against rights. It's a U.S. federal crime. Really? So what does it say? Conspiracy against rights is a federal offense in the United States of America under 18 U.S.C. 241. If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise of enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution, it goes on. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty so, broad. So we need the FBI to investigate itself. Conspiracy against <laughs> rights. Good yeah. luck with that. Right. Exactly. That would be the law. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says the year is 2029. Liberty was so 1990s ago. For Damastan, the hub of culture, news, politics is kept safe by armed patrols, drones. Historians will link the shift in tactics by Tim Pool back to this week. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Part of me wants to say, start moving to cities. You know, move into the urban centers and then vote against all these people. But uh, I could not advocate for that. You know, get out, take care of yourself, get some goats, get some chickens. I like the starting new go. city. Ever You ever think about starting a new city? Like... Aster, John Aster did in, the, in New York. In I don't know. I like keeping people away from me. It's better. I got goats and cattle and dogs. You know. Got, well, we'll do it. We'll. You uh, know what I mean? But you could. There are people. It's a. You know, there's people moving. You know that. That's what's going on now. People are moving to the states that are more like-minded, like they are, and that you could see. It's like steps. You know, people are moving. They move to Florida. They're moving to Tennessee. Like everyone you talk to, every retired cop's moving to Tennessee. You know that. That's really what's going on. We'll do it. I'm in. What we'll do is we'll buy acreage in West Virginia. We'll set up a designated space as the downtown. And then what you do is you basically lease or sell small plots, like half acre plots to people who want to set up businesses. And then we create a market strip that people can go and hang out and, you know. I already have the land. You can bring them, bring it out to me. In Hire Florida. Awesome. Yeah, no, office. Oregon. Oh, in Oregon. There you go. Just can't bring any Democrats out. Don't yeah, none of those. That's <laughs> well, conservative people, we could find a spot for them. All right, let's grab some more. Where are we at? Tori Bratlian says, so we release a well-known international arms dealer while Russia is fighting Ukraine after we left billions in weapons in Afghanistan while we also can't, fi uh, can't find all of the Ukraine aid. Interesting. Uh-huh. That's right. As Biden is calling for gun control as he just released uh, what is known to be the, one of the most dangerous the arms war. dealers in the world. Yeah, he's worried about that. Yeah. Risk. The merchant of death. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, the Real Hydro PX says, The evidence that Luke and Tim are the best hosts ever. I'm such a big fan of this show. I super chat all the time. You guys are the greatest. Tim, I think you're my favorite journalist. And Luke, you have to be one of the most handsome people ever. Hydro, how could you say such nice Aww. things about us? I'm kidding. Hydro's always got the commentary. He says, The evidence that Luke and Tim are the, and most of these so-called journalists are conformist, they will never be mentioned on Twitter files. Sure thing, buddy. But I do appreciate the super chats. We do, we do appreciate that you're voicing your criticisms. And uh, I really, I'm, I'm glad, you know, not everybody's here just to, to uh, say nice things. You had me in the first quarter. In the first one? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Hydro was like, I didn't say that. He's fake news. <laughs> Waffle Sensei says, I am very happy to see Twitter gaining traffic for the story coming out there. But coming out on a Friday on Twitter is killing the story and giving the press the ability to avoid it. 
I think the reason they're doing it, I think uh, Elon told them it has to be released, you know, on Twitter at this t these times because these are probably low traffic times for Twitter. The weekend, look, it's Friday night. I think we had like 33,000 people watch. We normally do, you know, 40, 45, but that's Friday. You know, who wants to be indoors listening to commentary on news and stuff and politics? Oof. It's uh, Christmas is coming up. It's time to get out. Go have a good night and enjoy yourself and forget about all the bad stuff. So uh, viewership is lower on the weekends. I think that was it. Like, <coughs> do this so that people come and get on Twitter on the weekends. I just looked and saw that Eliza Blue did a conversation with Elon six hours ago or so. Really? Eliza's known for being an advocate against child pornography or exploitation. She herself was a victim. Um, and uh, I don't know, if, is that the right phrasing, Eliza? Sorry if I'm mis misphrasing uh, things that you've gone through, but I'm so glad to see that Eliza and Elon have gotten together. It's uh, on Twitter now. Right on. That's interesting. Ian Bridges says, Tim, you should get your own investigation going on who is swatting you. Hire someone, private investigator, some kind of black hat hacker, get some answers. We have answers. The issue is only law enforcement can actually act upon those answers. And they're not. What is swatting? It's when someone calls uh, 911. Oh, I heard about that. And then you got that happened to you? 15 times this year. Uh, yeah. Bomb squads come out twice. Maybe, maybe even three times. Third time wasn't You'd as crazy as the first time. they call you after the first time, right? Well, Marjorie what the heck Taylor. they keep coming out? Marjorie Taylor. No, 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 no. See, this, people don't understand. They think of swatting is like every single time the SWAT, come barge, SWAT team barges yeah. in. No, no. After the first time, they show up in a patrol car, just say, is everything, oh, is everything good? All right, have a nice day, guys. But we have private security, so now what happens is they just relay with our, with our armed guards. And so, you know, I, I think the swatting word, comes in, they make a phone call, they say, we're all good. Okay, they're going to come by and do a checkup, and then everything's fine. It probably came from, like, the earlier days of the internet when people would call in, like, oh, there's a violent thing, and then the SWAT team would go bust in the door. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah, on the ground, on the ground. And someone's like, terrible. what the hell is happening? Yep. But, I mean, people get killed. People have been killed. So that's happened to sure. you 15 times? Yeah, I think 15. Um, Here and, in this facility? And then uh, also at some other locations, like my private home was targeted. So we ha we have uh, we have information that I believe would lead to the arrest of individuals involved, but law enforcement is the FBI just doesn't care. Like that's why that that's one maybe it's my bias because seeing that happen. But but I think a better thing is you know take it off myself. Marjorie Taylor Greene gets swatted six times. I think was it six? You'd think the FBI would be stopping that. No, no, they only operate to protect their political ideological so that should make you feel not bad <laughs> if they're not helping her right well it makes me it makes me yeah. feel like this country doesn't exist yeah it's terrible that There's, they would just you look at the not look into it in california they're releasing criminals while crime is skyrocketing and shutting down prisons there is no functioning executive uh in oregon in you can walk around with two grams of coke or meth what? and not get arrested i did i do work with law enforcement so i did recently i did a drive a drive around with one of the sergeants, mm -hmm. and he said you could pick these guys up with two grams of coke or meth or mu mushrooms, and there's nothing that happened. No arrest. No Not nothing. even a ticket or anything. Nothing. Nothing. They don't even bother. They don't even have now. You know, I'm into. The, I I have a Malinois, so I train with a lot of canine units. They don't even get dogs that uh, are drug dogs anymore. Only apprehension because they don't even care about the drugs. It's just because they just have more on their hands to deal with more violence. Stuff. I guess they're they're just taking that approach. You know, they're just not going to arrest. They're not going to put them through the system. And this it's is, just horrible. You see the homeless, like the homeless population. It's like yeah. California, Oregon's the same. I did a stuff. ride along in Miami. Um, first thing within the few minutes, a high speed chase. 
Oh, wow. It was crazy. It was insane. This is, I, I went uh, night crawling in Chicago. Man, I, you, you, that's not for the faint of heart. In, night crawling, you, you guys know what that is? Journalists no. go out at like 10 p.m. and they get the radio, they get the police scanner, and they drive oh. around, and then they speed, they get this as fast as they can to the crime scenes to film and document and then sell it to the local news agencies. I think we saw, what, like five murders oh. in the span of a couple hours? There was one where uh, there was a house, and it's Chicago, so it's not like everyone's a homeowner. The top floor was where the guys lived. The bottom floor was like the land, the house homeowner renting at the top floor, and the guys up top owed money to somebody, or or I, I don't I, I can't remember exactly what happened. The car pulls up, just unloads into the house, kills like I think killed the woman or something. I can't remember exactly. Strictest what happened. Strictest gun laws in the country. How many murders are could take place every weekend? How many Chirac. kids are getting killed? Right. This is, this is an important super chat here. Slain Hope with a really, really good point. He says, the death penalty is tricky because of Vegeta from Dragon Ball. Had Goku not spared him, Trunks would have never been born and Earth would be lost. Well, that proves it. I mean, oh. right there, that's just, you know, death penalty out the door. Yeah. Completely esoteric over everyone's head, except for those that are big Dragon Ball Z fans. All right. TH says, just heard SCNR subverse settled. What next, Tim? Uh, you may have seen that uh, the there was a lawsuit, Subverse, settled. There is information available on the WeFunder website. And uh, the only thing that I can say is that I can't say anything just yet. So a lot of people are saying, like, we want answers. What's going on? Why aren't we getting answers? Legal restrictions. Like, it's, it's basically how uh, these things work. But uh, we probably have a bunch of updates uh, uh, soon, maybe. And what you can do is you can read all of the files from the lawsuit, as well as a decision that was issued by the California Department of Industrial Relations to get an understanding of, uh, of what happened. And I will leave it at that. And then hopefully, uh, as we continue to work on this, we'll have more for you soon. All right, where are we at? We'll grab some more Super Chats. Oh, let's see. Skyler says, Utah, any staff or parent with a concealed carry on campus... Why doesn't uh, Utah have school shootings? I don't know. Maybe it's because even Utah employment law protects CCWs at schools. I would also argue with how religious Utah is. You know, you're going to get less of those mental health problems and the less hopelessness that a lot of these kids are facing these days. All right. Let's see. Miss Martin Muses says how Meadow died is a must read for anyone even thinking of having children in any school as a teacher. I can say that it is an accurate portrayal of who is at school with your kids. Thank you. You wrote it? Did you write it? Yeah, I wrote it, and every parent should read it that wants to send their child into a public school. It's very educational. It's all the facts, what I uncovered in the shooting, all the failures. I put it into this book. It's like a handbook for parents, you know, because the media, they focus on gun control. That's what happened. That's all those kids, everyone knows those kids got so much media attention. But when it came time to get anything done, the cameras left, and, and so did they. They left, and they didn't do crap. You know, we, uh, we got so much. I told you about the accountability we got done in Florida. We got a bill passed that made it uh, a law for every school in the state of Florida to have a deputy, one per every 500. Well, That's something that we got done after the shooting. Uh, uh, single point of entries at every school, uh, Teachers are allowed, you know, the Aaron Feist Guardian program. So a lot of things got done in Florida after the shooting that the media doesn't want to cover because their main focus is just more gun control. Right on. 
EF says, Mr. Pollock, I am sorry for you and your family. It sounds like your daughter was a was heroic woman trying to protect others. Thank you for working to protect other kids. Is there any way we can help you? Well, they could just follow me at uh, on my Twitter, Andrew Pollock FL. Uh, I do a lot of fundraising on my own uh, with some corporations. I, I hate it's the worst thing in the world to ask people for money. I hate doing it uh, in campaigns. I just I don't like doing it, asking people for funds. But I do what I have to do, and I'm helping law enforcement agencies. I'll be in Pol- I'll be in uh, Bradford County, Florida, January 4th with their sheriff department, donating uh, AR pistols with ballistic backpacks for their school resource officers and their uh, school superintendent. He'll be the first superintendent to carry an AR pistol in the country. Wow, right on. It's pretty pe- cool. Can people help support financially? I, I, I won't really push for it, but I, I do, guess though. I could put a link sometimes yeah, up. Well, I don't even have a link where they could donate, but you know I'm with this company. It's called Burna.com, and uh, people should- We got people, some of those. Yeah, I gotta get. I'm gonna get you some more oh, is stuff. That, is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah. You guys were mentioning it. We have uh, we have a couple of those. The, they're the we have uh, they they're, they're basically like uh, uh, paintball pistols. A, a serious one, right? Like they they have like a tear gas pellet. Uh, anyone out there yeah. that has a student uh, in college or anywhere, they have a bad guy repellent. So I I was fortunate enough to be able to work with this company. I'm the chief public uh, safety officer. And through sales, they donate money to my foundation. Wow. And then we're, I'm able to use that money and donate, like, the rifles and backpacks to law enforcement. Yeah, we, 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 got a, we got a bunch of those. We got a bunch of the, you know, the downstairs. Oh, okay. You'll show me, and I'd like to get you some more stuff. They also have a product that's called the Shield that uh, I think parents could get for around $100, and it could go in a backpack uh, or a suitcase, and it makes it... Uh, bulletproof one of the things that we uh wanted to do was to build a couple auto defense turrets <laughs> that shoot the the, the burna projectiles so yep. there's we, we have a couple there's the there's the tear gas one it's it, it, they don't call it tear gas it's called something else uh, right max pro i think it's the max well the max, max pro is a combination isn't it isn't no, that I one think like the max pro is the tear gas and then they have a pepper ball pepper ball one and they they're just extremely powerful you know my son yeah. was talking about something like that like how they have like automatic lights that go on in the corner of your house you could have that yeah. like a launcher well, set up at your house right. that'll automatically shoot well on it a, picks on a, up something on a big property there's no reason for someone to be anywhere near certain areas. And so my plan was to create maybe seven auto defense turrets, each holding about a thousand of the, the, the burner rounds in them and uh, non-lethal, of course. So when something comes with proximity to the animals, be it a wild animal or a trespasser of some sort, you get lights turn on, then, then a warning, and then it goes bop. Bah, yeah, but bah. they they have ones that I've seen with law enforcement that are for crowd control that you fill with like a bucket yeah. of the pellets. Like if you had them like on a terror, it would be unbelievable. If they got yeah. to that where it could do the software for that, it'd be pretty amazing. Then what I want to do is we just have a switch. So at the end of the day, when you're going inside and locking up, you flick a switch and then four, you know, maybe like six around your house are just slowly like looking and then they lock on and it's like you are being warned. That's Auto it. defense it turrets be, will engage They had it with five. the car alarms, you know, stand right. back. So there's no reason that that's, that technology isn't going to be here shortly. I wonder about the legalities. Of I just having. have a Malinois. You know, I just put him yeah, out there. They're no great. One's, no yeah. one, they're great no one's coming on my property. That's that's the that's the real answer, you know. I'm 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 only half kidding about the auto defense turrets. We probably won't do that. We'll probably just get dogs. But I think you're onto something, though. I but, think eventually there's going to be something like that when, with technology. 
the, or the, a drone. Imagine a drone. Imagine putting your drone up and you have some pellets, yeah. you know? The, the reason I think the dog is probably the better bet is because not only can they help protect the perimeter of your house, but you can give them belly rubs. <laughs> yeah, dogs are nice. Well, you let me know when you're ready for a Malinois. <laughs> you got to be ready for them and be prepared to do the right training. Do not, have, they don't make for pets. Do you have a male or a female? Male. Let's talk. You, I have you a, got a female? I oh, got a female. My, yeah. Sonny, I love that dog. He's a beast. I'll, I'll show you her when uh, we when we come down after the, after the show. Oh, okay, she's here cool. too. Yeah, she's yeah I awesome. bred Sonny once. Uh, did a good job, uh, and um, pro- probably breed him again soon. Yeah, but the one I have like now is like super smart. Like, I went to almost, like. You have to really, when it comes to these dogs, uh, trainers are so important. Absolutely, like yep. lawyers. Like you need a good lawyer. Yeah. You need a good dog training. You need yeah, a my good dog doctor. Has, my dog has some, nine trainers. Let's read yep. some more. We got Ready to Rumble says National Geographic says Gen X is 1962 to 1982. Well, there you go. What Gen, else? X. Gen X. I'm a Gen X. So, to what? 82, they said? Yeah. Yeah, X. What, what, what? 79. Yeah. Yeah. Gen X. You guys are the same generation. It's up to us. Sam Uri uh, says Gen Z is the first generation to not watch Looney Tunes. That's not true. I loved Looney Tunes. I, I hated it. 79. I absolutely despise Looney Tunes. A little bit of Daffy Duck. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah, Looney Tunes. But nah, I watched Saturday mornings like you were talking about. Yeah. Caught two No, I liked uh, Saturday mornings. I liked uh, X-Men and, and Pokemon. I think Pokemon was on Sunday. I can't remember in my area. That's past my time, Pokemon. Yeah. My sons watched, um, that tortured me going to those Pokemon <laughs> but, movies. But, oh, you know, God. I, I, I stopped watching oh, it after Ash lost the Pokemon League. And I was really angry. You know, I was a little kid, and I was just like, he lost? Like, Did, did I you invested. save any of those Pokemon cards? Uh, no, I lost them on a train when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> all my Magic cards, too. Oh. I had Time Vault. All at once? All at once. Oh, in a backpack. They're worth money now. My son. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we have Magic the Gathering cards. We, we played last of those. yesterday, actually. Yeah, with, uh, a couple with of games. Vera Dark. Yeah. That was fun. I was reminded how imbalanced the game is. Yeah, I obliterated. us twice totally around. obliterated. You know, wiped, the, wiped the floor with them. The power creeps and yeah, it was it was a power artifact on a grand, on a on a on a on a grim monolith. Yep. And then I had a yeah. We'll just we'll leave it. At so there. many other things you had. Your play but, cards, magic or any of that? No, no, magic's awesome. Nah, yeah, it's poker. it's blackjack. Yeah, yeah, poker. Yeah. Uh, I like I like hand and I like hold them. That's a game. You guys ever play hand and foot? It's like canasta. You ever hear canasta? No, hand and foot. All right, here we go. Guy Allgood says, Ian, love you, but you don't know squat about Islam. Ramadan happens during a lunar month, so it is about 29 days earlier each calendar year. Stick to what you know. All religions fast. Details differ. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the word Ramadan means burning or searing heat. So that made me think that it originated in a time of searing heat. Um, but like you said, it could be in a different month. Every year. I really don't know that, that much into it. So thank you for keeping me right. humble. JN says, Timcast crew, how confident are you that there is no infiltrated personnel in the company? Also, it would be awesome if you guys can invite Amir Sarfati. If not, look up, uh, uh, if not, look up his videos on YouTube, Behold Israel. Um, infiltrated personnel. No idea. Don't even know how you would deal with that. But uh, my thing is basically this. Look, I don't have a personal computer. Like, there's only work machines and when I get up and do my show, the only thing that I do on it is read the news and then do reporting. So there's like not a whole lot. The issue, though, with any, any company is that, you know, people can lie and make stuff up and they can compromise your security by sharing details that seemingly are innocuous. And so, you know, I have to constantly remind people, people don't understand this, right? That if, if you're working somewhere that's under a security threat 
and you give someone information as simple as, oh, yeah, so-and-so just took the garbage out. That can be used against you. So when you have people that are like, I don't care, who, it's meaningless, that causes very serious security problems, and we, don't, we can't tolerate that. You know, yeah. that ba basically, the, uh, when we had, uh, the, the, the issues that we've had with swatting, that the only ones that, that have been serious have been due to like information leaks. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't think the commenter is wrong, personally. But if you, you can't know do it, something, you can't do maybe, any. You can't maybe, do anything it. about it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can, uh, you know, write it down on this piece of paper and hand it to me, and so just keep it to yourself. I don't, I don't keep anything to myself. I let all my <laughs> crazy ideas out on here on the show. You know that. Cheddar, Cheddar Bob says uh, it's a big super chat. He says an escalator can never be broken; just temporarily, temporarily stairs. Hmm. But I'm sorry, Cheddar Bob, that's not correct. It can be broken. I've seen the videos where the guy walks on the on the escalator and then starts falling down, and then people start getting <laughs> like crushed and stuff. So yeah, I've seen it break. You know, yeah, they break. It's bad. Alex Hilbert says I work in military intel. Most military intel is just telling the commander where enemy tanks are and whatnot. But there are people that use it to get their foot in the door in agencies. Watch out for them. Hmm. All right. Dan Stanger says about Christy Noem, SD governor for president, question mark. I don't know. What do you guys think? Christy Noem is a president? I don't know anything about her. Yeah, same. I met I don't her know, in Florida v once. Presidential? Uh, I don't. She might have a stab at it, right? But she's got some competition. Maybe, you know, how many more terms, how many more years are left in her term? And it's, is it her first term? Does she have another one? I really don't know. I think more governors should just follow what Governor DeSantis is doing, and they'd be rock stars just like him. Do what the people want. Common sense, really. That's what he's doing in Florida. The Real Hydro says, again with the cliche BS, while you guys may never want mm. to post a picture of your kids, good luck stopping your wife. Uh, <laughs> let, let, me, let me just say that um, I'm, I'm pretty sure as it pertains to, like, I don't know, the, the, the three of us here, you know, we're the more cavalier about being publicly exposed, and our significant others are substantially more concerned with being private. So I'm not worried about that. And that, it's a that's like a unified front thing between me and my spouse. How what we do with our kids' pictures. I appreciate the sentiment. I yeah. really don't bother. You know, I post pictures. I'm not really worried about the, the public. It's the babies in this modern age. It's the babies. When your kids are a little are, are older, be, I'm in grandfather stage. If my kids ever marry, I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm getting really jealous right here. Born Mexican, raised in America, said Tim. I spent my summers in Mexico. I had fresh goat milk and fresh grilled goat and beef. Mm. There is nothing like fresh. Hearing this takes me back. I am jealous, but we do have. We're surrounded by farms here. Yep. I drive for five minutes and I can get. Farm fresh steaks, tenderloins, you Great. know, whatever, bacon, the farm bacon. You can't, the farm milk, you can't drink. It says pet milk, and they say, you can't drink it, wink. And then people just. I've tasted it. it. It's pretty tasty. It's great. Yeah, it, it tastes very different. The store bought milk is, is, is weird, pasty garbage. Hmm. It's, it's so weird. I remember the first time I had real milk was because I went to Europe. And American milk is like bland and flat. Is it the pasteurization that destroys the flavor? It has to be. Garbage diet. And then who even drinks milk? Are people even drink it? I remember when I was a kid, it was like everyone was drinking milk. Yeah. Now it's like you rarely see people drinking milk anyway. I basically chug a whole thing of heavy whipping cream every day. I'm exaggerating, by the way. But uh, uh, I use heavy cream. I don't use milk. 
milk's well, got sugar good fat for you yeah i put in my coffee cut out the sugars increase the fats all that good stuff that's good did, stuff did, did well where we where we at we'll grab some more super chats as per usual Skylar Bertman says, I'd love to see an episode dedicated to picking Ian's brain. He seems so fluid on everything. I can't figure out what he thinks. Uh, on, on, in, in that regard, I have bad news. The Bryson Gray episode was uh, uh, did not record. Tragic. Tragic. Yeah. No, it's true. It actually is pretty tragic because Bryson and I went for about an hour and a half. We had an amazing conversation about Judaism. Kellen, you were here with us for the second half there. About, yeah, um, it is quite sad. It was a good. But there's an audio glitch about 15 minutes in and this the setting wasn't right on on the OBS. It didn't come out very good. So I think we're going to scrap it. There's probably is there anything? There's not, there's nothing, no, it's yeah. so Bryson, half of no audio. Bryson, I owe you another conversation, man. That was great. We'll do it again. And yes, we should pick my brain more often. I agree. Thank you. Well, we, we never did the, the you and Seamus conversation. When we still Seamus. can. What's going on, Seamus? Seamus? Actually, I think Shane Cashman might be. Oh, oh yeah. Shane Cashman. Have you met Shane? Seen any of his so. work? He's like, uh, I mean, the closest thing to Hunter S. Thompson that the world yeah. has right now. Yeah. But he's like, I think he's clean and sober with a beautiful family and like, <laughs> like a normal guy that was like. If Hunter made it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hunter made it out. All right, here we go. Christopher Kinley says, Hey, all my band, America, American Dharma is playing in Baltimore, Maryland at Zen <coughs> West next Friday, December 16th. Doors at 7. Come on out and rock with us. I think we're flying to Phoenix. I think we're going to be in Phoenix for, uh, for Turning Point that week. So we won't, I don't think we'll be around. But uh, Direct flights from Phoenix to my ranch if you guys want to come out. Oh, welcome. man. It's going to be, this, this, this next week is just, I'm sorry, this next, this month is going to be crazy. It's it, not only is it Christmas and, and work slows down because everyone's with family. We're also increasing our workload, flying out to Phoenix. We're going to do this event with Turning Point. It's going to be awesome. When is it? The, uh, 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 so the, not the next, this next week we're here. And then the week after that, we're in Phoenix for the Turning Point event. It yeah, starts on the 17th. We got a great yeah. off. I've been out there to, with Turning Point. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to do IRL on stage. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah super it's going to be awesome. That'll be great for you guys. I got a good good bunch of kids in that organization. It's going to be, I think they said 15,000 people. Oh. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I was like, is, can, can, can they handle sitting there for two hours? Do we just like shoot the shit and talk? Gives you hope. 15,000 conservative kids getting together. That's yeah, great. man. That's, that's great, great stuff. Yeah, you yep. see these numbers right now. 25,000 people listening. 29. 29 you got. Yeah. But then and when you see it in real life, like, yeah. whoa. All right. In person. Mit, MTB Fishiak says the merchant of death was entrapped by the, DE, uh, entrapped b uh, by the DEA. He had never committed a crime punishable within the USA until said entrapment. Stop the tyranny. Well, I don't know a whole lot about that. So um, thanks for the super chat. All right. Let's, uh, we'll grab one more super chat. Juan Rio says dogs with bees in their mouths and when they bark, they shoot bees at you. That's a great Simpsons reference. My friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com to support our work directly and help us build this parallel economy. I'm really excited because I think we're going to be launching this cafe, community space, game shop in the next few months. And it's a beautiful place. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm really excited for this. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Andrew, do you want to shout anything out? Oh, just I want to wish you luck on that new venture. And I'll be in uh, Bradford County, Florida, January 4th. I'll probably be uh, on Fox that day. They're going to cover the event, Cavuto. Um, and I'm just happy to be here and shoot the, shoot the crap with you guys. All it's right. nice to see some nice young men making a business for themselves. And Appreciate I wish it. you all the luck. W what was your Twitter again? 
Andrew Pollock, FL. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. That was a really uh, awesome conversation. Uh, my website is LukeUncensored.com. I did a very interesting video about coffee and a lot of other stuff, including the topic that got everyone talking two days ago on this channel. You want to learn about that, plus a lot more. LukeUncensored.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me, Ian. Thanks for having me too, man. Um, great to see you, dude. And, thanks. Uh, thanks again for everything and the expertise on the show too. That was really cool. Uh, and people will ask, where can they find your organization? Yeah. Uh, what was you have a website? Uh, Berna.com. And I, I suggest to every parent out there. <clears throat> that's B-Y-R-N-A.com. Go on there. There's a whole school safety uh, platform that I, I list for parents to look at their children's school to make sure it's safe. And go out and buy some products for your kids. Go buy that BGR, that bad guy repellent. There's no reason why any college student, after you, you saw that one, what what state was that? Uh, Idaho. I think. Idaho. And then that woman, too, that got uh, on the highway somewhere, she got uh, killed recently. But there's no reason why uh, anyone shouldn't be carrying this bad guy repellent. Keep it in on you and uh, and just, you know, always well, have your head on a swivel. Wear legal. We're legal. Some, some states are uh, pretty bad with it, but... Uh, but there's states where you can't concealed carry, and right. those are the states you got to really look out for your own uh, protection, because the right police, on. we know, sometimes they're not going to show up. Thank you so much again for coming, Andrew. Um, Kellen. Thank you, guys. Good to see you, bud. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I will add your Twitter handle in the description of all the clips that I do, if that's okay with you. That's that way people Thank can you. come and find you and go into Berna. But yep. thanks for letting me hang out, everybody. It's been a, It's been a good Friday. All right, everybody, thanks for hanging out. We're going to have clips up throughout the weekend, and we will see you all on Monday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.